on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, the homies will obviously be talking about The Mandalorian Season 2, thanks to the trailer dropping, finally. And within the window, Matt predicted last week. So take that, famous leakers and fortune tellers. But before that awesomeness, they'll talk about a new <laughs> most Eisley Lego set and the controversial the Darth Nihilus Black know, Series release. In, in addition to the Mando ago, talk, so they'll probably, also riff on Daisy whatever. Ridley's Ray Kenobi reveal and Ewan talking about the <laughs> Kenobi series. Yeah. Of course, the fan segment will play out before the show ends to tackle this week's fan question and our top five Star Wars artist fan features of the week. <laughs> I think I just put it on my phone, so we'll see. <laughs> ah. Hey now, everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Star Wars Time Show. It's Radio Matt, and I'm here with Radio Nick, and we're doing the Star Wars Time Show. Home. And why am I chanting, you may ask? Well, if you have to ask that question, clearly, clearly, you are not attuned to the Star Wars Force today because we've got actual Mandalorian Season 2 content to talk about. No more bullshit. No more rumor bullshit. No more poo-flinging bullshit. No more fortune-telling. We actually got the damn trailer. And guess what, people? Who told you? We would have the trailer before we came back and sat around with our thumbs up our collective asses on the Star Wars Time Show. Me. Me. <laughs> Fuck those KRT people. Fuck the leakers. Fuck Jordan Mason. Fuck all these assholes. Oh, hey, the trailer didn't come out because they had to reshoot a scene for it. What fucking scene would that be after yeah. seeing the trailer, motherfuckers? Also, there's no way they could reshoot it because... Hollywood's still in lockdown because of COVID. Come so on. So you can't just get people together to shoot a scene for a trailer. Come like, on. Come on. Come I on. mean, let's go. Let's go. Start tickling my tits. I did it. I mean, I, I did it by the skin of my ass. It literally dropped today about three hours before we went live with the Star <laughs> Wars Time Show episode 128. But I told you last week... I was feeling my crystal ball. I put my hand up my ass and threw some Star Wars speculative shit at the wall. And it, it, it stuck. So I just, I proved my point. I proved my point. Yeah, the KRT people, sure, they got lucky on that Bad Batch bullshit. But so many bad takes so far. Do they deserve the attention they get? Why do their fans prop them up? Why do their fans fall on the sword for KRT? Where the fuck is SWTS Nation? Let's go. Let's go. Defend like your the, bros. Get out there. Tell them who called it. It's like the people of Roanoke. Our, our fans just kind of mysteriously disappeared one day and nobody knows where they went. <laughs> uh, get some motherfuckers. That's what I'm talking about. And of course, I had to go on Reddit today in, in the leak subreddit to see what the uh, lemmings were saying, to see the, the praise or the tongue lashings all these leakers were getting. And sure enough, people were defending them like, hey, guys, don't be mean. I mean, out of a thousand hot takes, they got one right. I guess that's good enough, right? They're still reliable. <laughs> fuck you. Where the fuck is Star Wars time show? Come on. 
sick of this shit. I'm sick of looking at these assholes getting thousands and thousands of views on their live streams and they're fucking assholes. So are we, but at least we're entertaining assholes and we don't try to fucking pull wool over your eyes like we know something. So there's your opening eat a dick segment. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I, I was just worked up. I always like uh, to rub people's noses and shit when I know I'm right. I'm that type of a piece of crap. But those of you that, you know, you come around, you know this already. So, uh, Nick, how's it going, buddy? I mean, I know let, let's <laughs> really not get too deep into your personal life because it's always a touchy subject. <laughs> but in terms of like your, your Star Wars life, do you feel good today? Does, does, is there a little bit of, of, of sunshine in your, in your life right now? I mean, it is. It's a good day. We finally got to see the Mando trailer. So that was pretty awesome. I've watched it three times already. So top notch work there. Uh, I'm about a hundred pages into the to the Thrawn Chaos. <laughs> you motherfucker, Bossajan already finished it, and he's not even a Star Wars time show host. Hey man, look, <laughs> I I read when I get the call to read, and I, I, I will say that the book is is very good. So gotcha. so far, it's really good. good. It's really cool how it kind of shifts between um, memories. So part of the time when you're reading the book, you'll have a a chapter that is dedicated dedicated completely to like past memories from Thrawn, whether it be when he first got uh, adopted by the Myth family. So this is something, you know, you find out a lot about uh, Chiss culture and how the Ascendancy works and politics and their military uh, life and everything like that through these through these memories. So it's really cool to read those. And you're, you're reading it like you're doing the full on words and oh, no. shit, page flipping. Yeah. I have a book. With yes. physical pages that okay. I am reading. Do you, so, like, I mean, do you put your finger under the words and shit? Yes. Follow okay. along like this. <laughs> um, so it's not, I'm not uh, doing an audio. I mean, like if I was doing an audio book, I would have you'd be done. just listened to it all the way through on the first day. Like, well, what, yes, the, what, what, do you, what do you listen to outside of the Star Wars time show, bud? I mean, come on. I mean... Throw, I don't throw really, that shit on. I mean, what, what are you doing? While you're playing Ghost, throw on I, some uh, Thrawn. I, I've tried to do audiobooks in the past, but like my my attention wanders. Gotcha. Like I just can't I can't give it my full attention because like I'm listening to it and then I start thinking about something else and something else and something else. So you're you're basically saying you're a Star Wars time show fan then. Exactly. Where your your well, attention wanders attention from the show fan. and you don't really like it, you just kind of put it on as white noise, right? Exactly. Gotcha. It's just in the background. So I would rather <laughs> physically read the book. All right. Hey, speaking of fans, guess who showed up today? I think this is a first. He might he uh -oh. might have dipped in at the tail end of the last one, but True Perry. Oh, True there we go. Perry. I, I mean, I have like Tourette's with his name. I can't. It's like figure fucking hurts. True Perry. I got to do the long U on that. But hello there. He did, he gave yeah. us a Kenobi. So welcome to the. Uh, I know that that True Perry's out in in uh, the Scandinavian region. He's like in Finland or Sweden or something like that. Yeah, so. I mean that that dude basically lives on Hoth. So hopefully he's yeah, staying it's very warm. Cold. I'd imagine at this point he's already back into. The the deep freeze uh yeah. so uh hey, thanks for joining along uh you know i kind of threw it out there nick the, the term the game we've been playing and sadly i i completed ghost uh, oh, okay. uh since last week uh, i finished it i did not get the platinum trophy i think i i still have to collect a few banners here and there but that, that's not really my my bag these days yeah um but hot damn that game is is a gem like we've been saying i highly recommend it to anyone that hasn't picked it up yet uh, I, I easily dumped i'd say 50 hours uh, if not more and it's one of those games where 
even after I beat the the final boss, if you will, it kind of opens up a a a little bit of a, an epilogue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even took my time on that. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pl- I'm just gonna dabble in it. I'll save some for, you know, Saturday game session and Sundays. Like, I couldn't let Ghost go. Yeah. Uh, Lord Jin Sakai, Nick, has become, uh, let's just say I want an action figure. And any collector (laughs) will know what I'm talking about. But uh, anything in pop culture, if it kind of leaves a lasting impression on you as a collector, you, you typically want to immortalize it. Uh, You don't want to let it go in in a sense. So you want to collect something from it. And I now want a Jin Sakai action figure. And I looked it up. And guess what? They are making one. I think it's going to be from Figma. Really? It looks like it's going to be 112 scale. Uh, but there really hasn't been any updates on it since uh, Sony and was that Sucker Punch announced Sucker the, Punch. Uh, the toys a few weeks back or a few months back. Because I guess there's a Lord Sakai Funko. Uh, there's a Lord Sakai statue. But, you know, I, obviously I want the figure so I can pretend that I'm going to take a picture of it. <sighs> when in reality, I'll just like all my other new toys I got over the past week, it'll just lay on my fucking desk. Yeah, I mean, um, I finished so I finished Act One, and then after I finished Act One, like I mean, for those of you who've played it, and Matt, you know, it opens up like the next area to oh, the yeah. north of you, and I didn't even go there. I just went back down into the you know the the region where Act One was all taking. Oh place, yeah, to get get any open to, uh, there. to get any open question marks, right? It's like yeah, once exactly. those things pop up on the map, you know, I'm like a uh, I'm like a, a cat following catnip or something. It just I'm like, oh, oh, I should be going this way and just immediately turn around. There's a fucking question mark. It, it could yep. be a haiku spot. Yeah. I mean, and then you're just following these little yellow birds around. It's like, oh, where are you taking me? <laughs> and it's just dude, it, like it, it's the one game, of those games man. In, like uh, the uh, the only other game in this generation that's really had me captivated like this was another sucker punch game. And it was at the beginning of PS4. Second Son. Second Son. Yeah. And that was that's the only platinum trophy I have ever. Cause I'm not, I, you like know, a, I was surprised to find in ghost that to get platinum, you do not, there's no difficulty trophy. That's good. I that, feel I mean, like that used to be a, that. that used to be a staple. Cause uh, I mean, yeah. back in my days, back in the mid, uh, or my mid twenties shit, it feels like forever ago now, but in the, the, you know, 2005, six sevens, when I was hardcore, uh, achievement hunter type of shit. Yeah. Uh, that was always like, ah, oh, fuck to, to, to get 100% or get a platinum, I got to beat this game on super duper hard. And uh, we all know, at least those of you that, that tune into this dumbass show on a weekly basis, that in my older age, my older years, if you will, in my 40s now, I, uh, I live for story mode if they have it or easy. Uh, and that's how I played Ghost and I loved it. I mean, I just uh, annihilated motherfuckers and I'd roll in <laughs> and a standoff be like, waka, 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 and then go through and do my ghost moves on people, cutting their arms off, getting them to fall <laughs> over because I'm so fucking scared and stabbing them in the heart. But uh, snag this game, man. I mean, it, it, if you yeah. don't have it, snag it. So uh, I, I had to find something to fill the gaming void because I really have during this lockdown have kind of reignited my love for gaming. Uh, I had such a deep backlog, but there was awesome first party exclusives for the PS4 that I couldn't let go that were new, like FF7 Remake, uh, Tlue 2, and then obviously Ghost. Uh, But I looked at the backlog and and just based on recommendations from 
the intern who uh, we may now start calling Rose, by the way. I'll, I might talk about that later. Uh, that's his name in our Swago Guild. So, okay. And I didn't know that until recently. So we, we may be changing up the uh, nickname for the intern. Uh, where the fuck was I going? I got distracted. His game recommendation. Right. So uh, he he's always talked about this game. Like, it's in his top five of all time. He's like, dude, I can't believe you haven't played this. You're an asshole. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Instead of plunking money down on this janky looking six and a half, seven out of ten Avengers game, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to unwrap the box for Horizon Zero Dawn mm. Complete Edition. Yeah. Uh, so that is where I'm at now, and I'm only about an hour and a half, two hours in, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I think this is going to captivate me uh, at least until Deep Fall when some oh. of the newer falls come out and Deep, then the new consoles. Eight. Yeah, eight. Horizon Zero Dawn is just like, it's built the same way as Ghosts, where it's an open world exploration-based yeah. game where you have like side things that pop up that you can go do aside from your main mission. So if if, if you got pulled in by ghosts and that'll probably happen with horizon and it's too. funny because I, I can't believe this game is almost four years old i mean that, yeah, that's I how long i it. i sat on horizon the shit came out in february of 2017 and it still looks amazing but you compare it to ghost or to Two, and you can see just in four years what technology has done and really what developers have done learning that technology uh for games because while horizon is is pretty amazing it's got some jank on it compared to, I mean, Tulu 2 especially, uh, but even to, to Ghost, which, which had some visual uh, jank moments as well. But yeah, uh, I, I'm digging it. So that's, that's kind of what I've moved on to. Uh, still peeling through the boys. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I, this season, I guess, because we, we saw the shock of season one, it, it's not as impactful, but uh, I'm through the episode where they at least drive into a whale. And that was a pretty interesting, interesting looking gore scene. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, a, a serious note here. And I hate myself for forgetting this guy's name. And I guess I could uh, look up on my phone. Uh, he's not a Star Wars time show fan. That's great. I, I mean, I sometimes I put on a show and act like a jerk off and yell at you guys and all this stuff. But I, I'm, I'm a somewhat normal person. Somewhat. That's <laughs> at least what I have to say on camera. Uh, so I don't get locked up. Uh, but I, I was scrolling through the, you know, the feed on, on Haywood Pop, and I, and I saw this post by Star Wars, uh, the Black Series. Uh, that's the big account, Nick. That is yep. like the, the feature of all feature Black Series accounts. And he, he had a post on there about a gentleman in Oregon uh, who, who sadly lost his entire home in, in these fires going on. Uh, and he's a huge Star Wars collector, lost it all. Every fucking figure wow. he's ever had in his entire life. Uh, I mean, look at the gentleman. He, he's probably my age or older, maybe in his 50s. So, I mean, we're, we're talking a lifetime's worth of uh, Star Wars items. His whole house, every possession is gone. Fucking toast. Yeah. I, I think he, he and his partner made it out with the clothes on their back in their car. Uh, and that's it. So, uh, like I said, I don't have the the details on our account. I threw up the story. I threw up a post in our story yesterday, so it might have rolled off by now. Uh, but if you want to find the details to help this guy out, I believe his name is at Matt's Order sixty six. Um, my advice would be to go to Star Wars: The Black Series on Instagram. Uh, he's going to have the post there and links to this dude's GoFundMe. But uh, it's just a fucking bummer. I, I mean, this year is already an ass rape for humanity. Uh, and then to have that just kind of come along and, and kick you in the dick. It's like, Jesus Christ. 
hello, magic guy in the sky, do you really exist? Or yeah. you just is this just a fucking sick experiment? So uh, I, I wanted to get that out there before I forgot it, getting into our other topics. Yeah, that's rough. So definitely, if you can afford to drop some some cash to this GoFundMe, go do that. I will look at it after our show and probably donate some money to it. Um, even though I'm I'm not making a ton now, any any little bit will help somebody. It's just it's just not, a bummer. It's just like his whole life's gone. It's not just the Star Wars right. side of it. Like you said, his whole life is gone. His his house is. Completely I'm a. Gone. I'm someone that, that I think I've gotten really good at putting myself in other people's shoes. I don't know what you want to credit to. Credit to uh, God's gift of humanity, the green stuff that grows out of the ground and kind of opens up your mind to other people's lives and situations. Uh, but I just kind of reflect on like what it would feel like. And I don't think any of us could actually get to that, that level of thinking unless it happened. But it, it, everything, a- any pictures you've had. Uh, anything on your, your, all your technology, your TVs, your clothes. I mean, if you had kids, their possession, it's just, it's, it's terrible Uh, on top of all the other fucking bullshit going on right now. So like I said, if there is this magic guy or girl in the sky at this point, just fucking blow us up, (laughs) do it, do what all these religious people tell us you're going to do fucking kill us, please. Break out the big magnifying glass. Melt us like ants. I don't give a shit. Make it quick. We don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> we really <laughs> don't. Uh, speaking of Rose, here he is. The intern has just joined the live stream. Welcome. Very Welcome. Good. I guess I should tell the story about Rose. So uh, the reason he has the nickname of Rose, and it's for Rose Tico, and it's not because he's an asshole and hates Rose Tico and Kelly Marie Tran. He's not that type of guy. But I believe in this current guild, he was, well, he came into the guild and Nick, this is before, uh, this is before any of the like big galactic legends where, you know, you needed this character. So this guy comes into the guild with a fully like relic seven Rose Tico and people are like, (laughs) what the fuck type of drugs do you do? And that's kind of how he, uh, got the rose moniker so well there well you know what he ended up being the smart one because you need her for fucking glr uh legend ray so right good move so there we go oh (laughs) uh, just one other thing on sugo an update i finally got gas not the type i expel through my mouth and my anus but general anakin uh just be be forewarned young nick i know you're probably a year away from this one but probably the last phase is a dirty cunt. Okay. It, and I think I got, I, I think I got, I got off lucky. Again, I had a, a fairly relic up squad, but uh, uh, let's say I probably dumped in close to an hour and a half to two hours of straight rolls trying to get the RNG to, to make it happen. And, Good God. But it happened. <laughs> so I got gas now. Now it's time to move on to Jedi Knight Luke. We speak your name. Yep. All right, buddy, we got a lot to talk about today. The people in the stream, they want to get to the Mando stuff. So let's kind of rip through our, uh, 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 that was a weak one. I kind of forced it out. Our our low-hanging fruit topics, starting with this big-time, most icely cantina Lego set that was revealed last week. If you are a Lego collector and you are in their VIP program, which is free, so don't act like I'm special because I'm in it. I just took the fucking two minutes to sign up, you lazy (laughs) sons of bitches. 
Uh, but this thing, you can actually pre-order it, I believe, tomorrow. Or if you're listening after the live stream, uh, it'll be available for LEGO VIP on LEGO.com on September 16th. I think general release is in October on the site. Yes. Uh, but this is a doozy. Nick, this is comparable to the Bespin I built with uh, my my daughter last year. Uh, I mean, tons of great little minifigures. Uh, you're essentially building the entire cantina, and I believe it opens up, and you're going to have little scenes within each booth. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty sure this one's going on the list. My uh, Lego Razor Crest just showed up as we're casting. Uh, so the Lego sickness, just like the Hot Toys sickness, is in full swing. I have fully replaced the Funko sickness with two other illnesses. Yeah. So it's, two, two more expensive illnesses. It's not working out, <laughs> dude. It's not working out. I mean, we are starting to sell pops, and they are going. We, we, this week, we sold about $200 worth of pops, and there's only about three of them. So people are actually paying the uh, eBay prices, which is fantastic. So Very nice. Very uh, nice. Yeah, I think this is the time to get them out, too, because I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if, if pops are going to retain value like people thought Beanie Babies were going to retain value. But it no, seems I'll like tell you right now that they won't. The they won't. Only other nut jobs are going to spend the money. But so far, I mean, I've, I've I've flipped a couple pops. I'm not saying flipping like I bought them. And I got them. I looked on eBay. This is what they're going for. I listed it and people bought it. So eat a dick, there motherfuckers. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're coming out hot, packed up with their shipping labels on and heading out there. So yeah. Lego set. If you're a Lego fan, keep your eyes out again. Lego VIP. You can pre-order it this week. 350 is the price on this. Yeah. So we got to be prepared. I think we got a new one joining the live stream here. A big Amish 69. What is up? Uh, yeah. If you, if you just listen on the uh, standard podcast apps out there and you ever can join in on the live stream, please do. We, we like seeing, other fans because i mean based on our numbers we we clearly have more listeners than the people that watch the stream yeah the 11 uh, usuals <laughs> yeah so uh join the peanut gallery here in the live stream but yeah uh, for sure. yeah legos are awesome i can't help myself anymore i'm currently uh constructing the lego nes kit as i said the uh, lego razor crest arrived i'm getting my ahsoka tano 332nd lego set the one i can't get the one I can't get, Nick, and I fucked up. I should have just pre-ordered it because I'm a lazy asshole. But, and I don't know any of you else listening there, Lego collectors, especially mini minifig collectors. The 501st pack, like the cheapest of these mm. new sets in 2020, gone. I mean, it is sold right. out everywhere. So I'm guessing the army builders just loaded up and, and got as many little 501 clones as they could get because... Uh, that is the one that I wanted from the 2020 releases, which are all now live, by the way. I mean, Nick and I, we've talked about them. There's an ad ad in there. Grievous's yep. ship, Anakin's yep. ship. Uh, but you, you can't get those 501 clones. So, uh, But I got most of the ones I want, and I probably will be getting this one, too, because I'm an asswipe. All right. Uh, Something we, fun to do. It is, dude. I mean, I had a friend. Like, I, I don't know if he was trolling me or just being a cocksucker. <laughs> um, but... I was, I'm building the Lego NES and I'd send like, it's a group chat, send them updates. And he's like, I don't get it. What is like, what's the point? I said, uh, it's something to do a feeling of accomplishment, uh, nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, you're, I, I'm not a handyman per se. So actually building something and using directions makes me feel like more of a man. 
uh, and it's the fucking NES. Like, I mean, the NES defined my childhood and it like star Wars shaped me into the piece of shit. Fuck off. I am today. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I, I mean, build Legos. You motherfucker. <laughs> like I, I've only done one like Lego complete build ever. And it was a, it was probably like four or five years ago at this point, it was a Lego ATST. And it, it was, it was very cathartic. Yes. Like if you are a high stress type of person. Are you accusing me of being high stress? <laughs> <laughs> Not say I'm just saying if there are some of you out there who are high no, stress. No, you're right. I am. I am. I mean, I'm someone and I don't know if it's, it's part lockdown or just my brain is getting worse and worse the older I get. But, uh, I mean, these days I, uh, I can't focus on like, okay, I have a thousand things to do like everyone does. Yeah. And, and I know if I like just dedicate an ounce of my brain, I could go knock some shit out, but I'll start almost meandering through the house. Like, Oh, should I do this? Should I do toys? Should I do grading? Should I do Legos? But with Legos it's like, once I can just sit my ass down, I could do that for three or four hours straight, just like plunk, 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 putting all the bricks on and, and really seeing what you get. And, and the Nintendo is wild. I mean, I, I've built the the console lower half and literally it has a working disk drive that, that actually sticks when you push on it and pops back up when you pop on it. You have to build all that. So it's neat. Wow, um, I'm seeing uh, one six years in here. He's a Lego guy, too. I mean, this motherfucker between Legos and one six scale, uh, I'm blaming him. Uh, for my new <clears throat> collecting avenue streams like a uh, <laughs> uh, update by the way i did go ahead and pull the trigger on the final two mandalorian one six scale figures so i now have go. the whole fucking wave of one six scale mandos that is insane that is stupid nick i added up all the one six i have in my cases now and all the ones i had pre-ordered I could buy a fucking vehicle i'm not fucking kidding <laughs> i could have bought a fucking vehicle like a real That's thing insane. you put gas in and it drives you around. Yeah, like a usable <laughs> car. But <laughs> like, what the fuck? But I love oh. it. I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is the conundrum of collect collecting. You love the shit. It's a sickness. You do enjoy it. You get something out of it. And some of us actually like extend it with the picture things. But sometimes when you look back at your collection and you put a price tag on it, it's hard not to go like, oh, my God, what have well, dude, I done? Now you know, if you ever get into a pinch, you could literally just eBay those motherfuckers off and be like, all right, now I can have a down payment for a car. <laughs> but that's the problem, Nick. It's not like we're buying gold bars, dude. No. I mean, you got to find other Haywood Pops, one six shooters out there that are willing to buy these things secondhand. Oh, yeah. They're really not. And he's in here like, oh, you should get in the Mezco too. Guess what, Trevor? I already am from you fuckers. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, the Funko Pop stuff at this point w was like preschool collecting. And I dropped thousands of there now i'm in the big leagues and it's starting to get scary uh, i'm yeah. talking like losing meals uh, my kid is no way getting a a post-secondary education and we <laughs> may have to start actually living in my tent instead of a house there we go <laughs> uh, anyways yeah, man, it's it's fucking crazy once you kind of get your first hit of that collecting kind of you know drug then you're you're stuck on it yeah, it's I mean, hard to it's hard to break and then it just 
it compounds. Like you said, it starts with Funkos and it goes to one twelve scale and it goes to one six scale. Then it goes to Legos and it goes to everything that, else. That's, that was my progression right there. Um, yes. I, and it's not like I pick cheap shit to collect. No. I'm not like collecting fucking coins I find on the ground that have COVID-19 all over them. No, I got to buy high end expensive little pieces of Barbie dolls. Yes. Well, you got another piece of, uh, you know, not quite expensive Barbie doll to collect coming well, up from GameStop. It, it here. is for one twelve, and that what he's talking about yeah. is the Darth Mollius figure that that GameStop <laughs> uh, offered up for uh, pre order last week. And you know, Nick and I, we we kind of talked about this. He was probably coming. Uh, I think we more than likely probably got that lead from Exclue Magazine, but uh, yes. they dropped Darth Nihilus. You can pre-order him now. I don't know if he's gone. I'm assuming he's still available because the reaction from the community is this guy sucks. Right? I mean, you said it all with the name. You didn't say Darth Nihilus like it yeah. really. You said Darth Mollius. And for me, as an outsider, like I posted this up, I shared it to our Discord followers, and everybody. I was like, oh, look, Darth Nihilus is coming out for me. I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. This is from, you no, know, KOTOR 2. No, Nick started getting the pitchforks thrown at him. Like, who the fuck are you to yeah. say this is cool, you idiot? Yeah, and they were like, dude, it's just Darth Maul with a different head sculpt. I was like, okay, well, there we go. <laughs> well, now here's, I know here's what I it is. It really, it really is a Franken-mash of, of figures. And I do think they frayed the front of, of Maul's smock or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but the arms, I believe, are Darth Vader arms. <laughs> oh goodness because you can see kind of the like the rib yeah i could uh, yeah the, the ribbed pattern there and, and then yeah they they jammed a, a nice little so a little cheap little soft good cape and gave us the old plastic hood uh over nihilus's cow there so uh there he is I, i'm sure most people that bitched about him still bought him uh collectors are assholes like that <laughs> uh, I pre-ordered it just because, again, it, it, at this point, I think I have OCD. I mean, it, it's beyond just, do I like these? It's, oh, it's a new figure. I need it. Am yeah. I going to do anything with it? Probably not. I mean, I've got the new Phoenix Squadron guys, the new Bounty Hunter guys still in fucking boxes. I don't, I don't even take shit out now. That's how sloppy my collecting and trying to get them into shooting has become. Um. But yeah, he's out there. Say what you will. I, I still assume most people will collect them. Cl completionists will have to. You got to do it. Got to collect them all. See, I know that some of the guys, some of the collectors out there were saying that they're hoping for a Darth Scion because with Scion, you really can't just cobble him together no. from other pieces. He would have to be a brand new sculpt because, I mean, he's shirtless. Yeah. Uh, and knowing Hasbro, though, they'd probably just take like a, uh, a Luke figure and take a lighter to it. Right. And just kind of like burn it up a little bit. Yeah. And then poke one of the eyes out and be like, yeah, this is Scion. Here you go. Darth Scion. Take his hair <laughs> off. And there, you, there you go. Uh, but so I mean, speaking I of that, Nick, I, I don't know if you saw it when you're scanning for top five. Sorry to cut you off, but I found a new account and I'm sure some of our fans have known about this account. But he he prototypes like dream Black Series figures. Okay. And he does them. I, I think it's all digital. And he does them in this style with the with the black backdrop and the the black series logo there. Uh, but he has a version of Scion. He has his version of Nihilus. Uh, I believe the one I shared was his HK forty seven. And holy hell, like just just print what this guy's putting out for these figures. I mean, that's to me that's what would make the most sense in the gaming greats line because it seems like they're pretty scattershot with what they release. Like you get a 
a Jedi Knight Revan, then you get a you know a, a Purge Trooper, then you get a a Death Trooper like or some sort of like Black Stormtrooper variant, then you get Nihilus. Like, why not just pick one game, like pick Kotor two, and say like, all right, we're gonna give you Nihilus, we're gonna give you Treya, Scion, and then you know complete a set, right? And then move on to another yeah, game. Yeah, do do a wave like like we should have the full triumvirate. Yeah, exactly. So like. While this one, like if we knew though that that we were gonna get a Scion and a Treya, then while this figure looks, you know, shitty and like a mashup, you were like you were saying, at least we would know, like, okay, well, I get this one and then the other two come out, and then I have the whole run, and then I can do some cool shit with it. You know, you can have a cool setup with right. all three. Yeah, of them like and even like on the good side, let, let's get a Bastilla. Let, let's get Karth. Jolie, something, you know. I think that that would be the, the, the better way to do it. But then again, what do I know? GameStop is a highly successful company that will never fail. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, they're done. It's over. <laughs> like this this upcoming generation of consoles, it's over. I mean, it's Sony more or less was like, fuck off. Right? The, the discless shit. What do you need a GameStop for if your console doesn't accept media? Yeah, exactly. You, you don't. Yeah. You don't. There's the answer. I mean, it, it literally shoots the whole used game market in the face. Yeah, because like, it's over. Like that. That really will be something gamers. Hell, even five, ten years from now, will be like, man, you guys used to be able to go and get money for your old games. Yeah, they weren't just installed on your on your drive. They weren't just a digital file. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that's like if you like consoles are starting to follow pc because that happened to pc a while ago where it's like oh you have a physical pc game like a disc right pc game like i haven't had the last physical disc pc game i bought was the orange box like from steam it yeah was I, I mean Team fortress 2 and portal and then something else i'm trying to think i i don't buy pcs i buy Macs, so they're all self-contained anyways uh, but these days, do you like if you're going to go shop for a rig? Would you throw an optical drive in it? No, like a, like I mean, a Blu-ray like or a 4K drive or something. I mean, the only because I have a disc drive in the one that I have now, but it's only because I'm still using it from a previous build. And the only reason that I have it is because if I ever need to, and, and at this point you don't need to, like my Windows 10 is on a flash drive. So if you ever need to to reboot and you have the physical disk for your Windows, like whether it be Windows 7 or whatever it is, then that's the only reason you would need it. But now you can do full OS installs without a disk. Yeah. You can do driver. Like it used to be you need it for your OS, your drivers, and then that was basically it once the games were gone. But now you don't even need it for that. You can get everything online. Like it's just there's no reason to buy a, a PC, whether it be a laptop or a desktop with an optical drive in it you just don't need them and i just i mean apple they're always dicks and they they kind of get ahead of the time and they cut out optical drives in their laptops i think fuck three four five years ago yeah uh imax clearly they don't have drives that's what i've been using it's just my my regular pc laptop it's a dell that i got probably three four years ago doesn't no drive have it, it, it's drive weird because I, I mean when i graduate college i went to work in in it in the real world not academia like i am now and it's it's just even since then i mean that type of media was so prevalent i mean that's it's like yeah. we gotta install this patch this 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 there wasn't downloading and, and getting shit you needed discs and you had to save shit to discs you remember burning cds or oh, even yeah, burning dude. blu-rays it's just it really is a technology 
I guess when I was living with it, I, I didn't think it was uh, disposable, but it, 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 it I mean, expendable. And it, 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 I mean, media at this point is useless. I, I probably will never buy another video game disc. I've given up on buying fucking Blu-ray discs. I mean, you people are nuts for doing that. But yeah, no, get yourself a Hulu. I'm uh, not a Hulu, a Voodoo. Yeah, movies account. anywhere, man. Movies anywhere ties them all together these days. There's only a few dickhead studios. I realized the Bill and Ted studio is one of those dickhead studios because I bought them on iTunes, which means I have to watch them on iTunes. But yeah, uh, these days, if you have a modern Roku, you can even install fucking Apple TV to it and get to your content. So, uh, I mean, I, I have access to, I'd say, upwards of 500 films anywhere I have an Internet connection between my Plex uh, setup that I built to burn all my Blu-rays and just digital titles this that and the other thing back so. in my more unscrupulous days as a youngster i would have i had i still have them i think i just have to find them or some of them may be home in louisiana i used to steal movies all the time pirate bay whatever torrent site you ah, want to go to listen multiple. to this motherfucker i had probably six to seven <laughs> terabytes of movies hey on, nick on, they're listening man they're listening yeah, the, the fbi is in here they're listening but uh yeah dude that's like but so that was my first cord cutting experience. Like that was my first because <laughs> my fucking even my parents, felon. dude. Like even my parents, they would be like, "Hey, can you get the new whatever?" Movie? Yeah, there you and go. I'd be like, yeah, Pop, yeah, Papa Kim, and, yeah, you're gonna be like, "Hey, Dad, I'm in jail. You got quarter million dollars to bail me out." You know yeah. those warnings they put. Guess what? Yeah. They actually take them seriously, dude. Actually, so what? So what they do is when you when you do that, when you download, they have trackers. They have like, you know, basically pixel trackers or something like that <laughs> that they use to to be able to tell when you're downloading a movie illegally. And I didn't know that when I first started. So like I would be I was doing it for people at work, like people at work. They'd be like, can you get this? Can you get this? Hell can you yeah. Get this? I was like, yeah, whatever. I just I would burn this, the DVD at work and give it to them. Yeah. And they which got, one were you on? Kazaa? <laughs> At my, I was on. I Lime was using Wire. Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay, yeah. I, I, I was, was using. I used to use LimeWire and Kaza, but like for <laughs> movies later on in like my life, I oh used my Pirate God. Bay. Uh, like yeah, in the, in the like early two thousands when I was managing a GNC in college, I would I'd load up my laptop with bootleg jacked yeah. movies like from idiots recording it in the, in the, in yeah, the, in dude, the it theater. Was, you get them anywhere that you could, <laughs> and then eventually my workplace uh, got a got a, a letter in the uh, mail. <laughs> And it said, because they, tra yeah, they tracked your IP. Yeah, they tracked the IP and they're like, we, we've identified this. <laughs> and it was, a, it was basically a cease and desist. It was a warning letter. <laughs> so they, so I was like, okay, I won't do it here anymore. And like, they didn't give me any shit. They were like, hey, we got to shut down our movie operation. <laughs> and I was like, that okay, is, that no is problem. Hilarious. But then you also find, again, on the internet, that there are IP address blockers that oh, you yeah. can well, download I mean, yeah, you and just run need, when just you're need, doing your downloads. Need yourself a and VPN. And then that way, the IPs that are pinging you to see if you're stealing them are blocked, so you can't see. <laughs> so they can't see it. <laughs> oh, so, you I mean, fucking criminals. Every one yeah. of you. Even the interns in here, I know what he's up to. Yeah. So I, I, I was an early adopter of the, uh, yeah. of the disc. Let's just say, I, I think the intern say. only goes to Star Wars movies and theaters. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, all right, dude. So let's keep scooting along because I, I know the, they're chomping at the bit for the Mando stuff, as am I. But we, we, we got one little low hanger left here, and it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not going to talk much about the game. We're getting the game. We want to play it. We're getting it on PS4 because of the, the PSVR, and it really doesn't matter. It's cross-play anyways. But 
Um, on Monday, we got a, a rather excellent, just standalone CG short to, to set up this character of Varco Gray, uh, who is going to be uh, an NPC on the Empire campaign. Uh, yes. So this isn't someone you're going to be playing, but he is someone you will be interacting with. And what this hunted short does is is just it really kind of sets up the tone of the uh, time period we're in. I mean, you see the, the empire is just getting absolutely butt fucked by yeah. a surprise new Republic attack. And, you know, the empire like, hey, fuck off. If anyone's not on the ship, peace. Yeah. Uh, Varco, you can tell he he loves his squad. He goes to try and and uh, save a squad mate. They get blasted anyways. But, you know, long story uh, made short, they take off without him. And then a New Republic X-Wing hangs back and is kind of scanning the debris. And Varco's like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. And he turns his power back on. They have a great little dogfight. It looks like he's going to get blasted. And then he pulls just a bitchin' maneuver using some ocean water uh, to do a little this and a little that. And then it ends. So uh, just check it out. Nick and I were talking before we went live. This type of content is is fantastic for a game like Squadrons. Uh, just to set up the universe, get you engaged with the characters. And it's just, it, it tells a, a quality, you know, six minute long Star Wars tale. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the important thing about this is that it is establishing to the people out there that this game does have story behind it. Because I think that most people are looking at this and they're like, it's a multiplayer only. Like it's it, all you're really going to have to play in this game is the multiplayer. There may be like a small campaign where you can play for like a couple hours and then that's it. But it's it's primarily a multiplayer title. But stuff like this really sells the story aspect of the game to you. It really makes it more important than what it seems on the surface level. Um, and they did the same thing with with the Knights of the Old Republic MMO, the Star Wars The Old Republic. And I was like, I was telling Matt, like, yeah, those are the ones where of, you had, the, you know, Malgus rolling out with fucking mm -hmm. a thousand Sith warriors. Right. And yeah. you're just like, holy it, shit, I want to play yeah. this. So, like, in, in my opinion, it, this is doing a, a fantastic job of, like you said, world building. But it also particularly with this one, like you see the humanity in the yes. empire and that's something that you don't often see. Right, in I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause that's where I was going to go next. If you didn't, you, um, Nick, and I think the exchange that really sells who Varco is and like, he really does love the empire. He feels like he is doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's something a lot of times we forget in war. I mean, the other side, they, they feel like they're fighting the good fight. Uh, it's just when we're third party looking from the outside in, we, we kind of make our judgments on who's good and who's bad. You know, clearly the empire was uh, a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're dealing with some of that stuff right now in America where you, you look at some people on whatever side of the political spectrum, you're like, what? Like, how the fuck could you think, believe or want that? But people do for whatever reason people do i'm not going to go down that fucking road because it gets my blood boiling but whatever we're in fucking the bizarro states of america and i don't think it's ever going to change but back to this as nick said varco loves his empire and i think the the the, the exchange that really sells it and, and i think convinced him to put up a good fight and try to live is when that new republic pilot cockily rolls up next to him and says War's over, imp. 
Yeah. Like, like, hey, motherfucker, what's your problem? Like, why, why, why do we gotta keep doing this? And that's when he's like, you know what? Fuck you. And he pulls yeah. that maneuver where he, he literally uses his exhaust to drown the X-Wing. It was beautiful. It was an awesome action moment. One of the cooler dogfights I've seen in Star Wars. Uh, and he's left for dead, but then, you know, he hears a call over the radio and he's like, yo, war's not over for me or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it's that particular moment echoes real war really well because that's what you're trained to do on one side or the other. Like, you, you are trained to dehumanize your, your enemy. So like this rebellion soldier, which we've always been shown that like until Rogue One, that is that like the rebels are these peacekeeping that like they're, they're these freedom fighters, but they have the same mentality as any warrior does. Like you dehumanize your enemy and you come up with name like imp, like you're not a human being. You're not a you're not a, a person. You're an imp. And it was just like, you know, what, what even what. The, the U.S. Army did in World War II. It, they were the Japs or they were the Krauts. Like you weren't fighting humans. You were yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to you have to dehumanize your yeah. your opponent because I mean, in the end, I mean, I've never had to do it. Uh, you're going over and in shooting people, stabbing yeah. people, breaking their necks, especially so, in that war. You never knew how the fuck you had to take someone out. Yeah, I mean, so I think that this this trailer, even like you said, seven minutes long, and it's well worth the watch does so much to sell this this realistic version of war, yeah. the humanity on both sides of the coin. And I really do hope that that we get one from the New Republic side, because now we've got this awesome short for the Imperial side. Now we need one from the yeah, New I, Republic side. I agree. Side. I, I think they have to. You know, Star Wars is all about balance, right? Uh, yeah. Even though we're probably not going to be talking about the Force in this game, but there is... You would think that balance would play out. So uh, it was good stuff. I mean, if someone's like, okay, I, I want to see more of this. I like this story... I like the way uh, the universe is kind of playing out right now. I mean, the galaxy. So let's go. Uh, it's coming up, right? O uh, early October. Is that early October? October four, is. maybe. Let's uh, see. You can pre-order Star Wars Squadrons here. Let's see. And let's see if they have pre-order now, and it tells you when it comes out. It's I, I think it's October mid, something like that. October second. There you go. It you know took two guys and eighteen <laughs> computers, but we got it done. Yeah. October 2nd. So you're you're only three weeks out. All right. Just before we get into Mando, Nick, a few announcements from the peanut gallery that listeners may uh, be interested in. Uh, our buddy Nico is saying that the Imperial Probe Droid Black Series is 15 bucks at Target on clearance. So uh, who knows if that's at every location, but uh, keep a lookout. And our good friend Nico also got a cease and desist from Lucasfilm yesterday. So I'm guessing he was fucking trying to pirate something. Oh, uh, no. So, what was he? Yeah. So was, watch out. I, I, I hope it's not for his little uh, baby Yoda sack that he made. That was pretty neat. Uh, we, we've got a few features for that coming up, but all right, man, huh. let, let's get into it. This is what we're here for. 45 minutes in. It's time. It's time to check out the Mandalorian season two debut trailer. Yes, we got it. I told you it would be here before we talked again and met on this little shit show that we call the Star Wars time show. And it happened. So I'll give everyone a moment of silence to sit there and applaud for me. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, first and foremost, Nick, general thoughts on the trailer. It was fucking badass. Uh, yes. If Lucasfilm knows how to do one thing, it's trailers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they always show us a ton without showing us anything. Uh, the music beats are always perfect. The little teases of new characters are always intriguing. 
uh, it, it was fantastic. I mean, anything from Ludwig's new score, you know, I opened the show with the hum. Oh, I love fucking Channing. Uh, really, to what we we got this, we got a nice little cheeky moment with the baby. Uh, we got one of the rumored actors confirmed. Yep. Uh, so it was pretty damn good. I mean, it's pretty damn good for a debut trailer, right? Yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with it. It's two minutes long, so it wasn't a, you know, it's not what I would consider a teaser trailer. It actually does give you like a, a bit of story context behind some things, and you get to see a lot of cool new locations or familiar locations for some of right. And, you know, and we'll uh, we'll kind of make our best guesses as we. What I'm gonna do first and foremost, you fuckers in Discord, anytime something like this comes out, this dumb piece of shit OCD loser with Star Wars stuff, I, I've got it covered. Just go look at YouTube, notify to our channel or set up notification, our channel. You will get my hot take on the trailer and what I think is what. All right. Yes, I know it was Ilum. Motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so check out the trailer. Basically, Nick and I, we're going to do a live version of my trailer breakdown, but we're going to get the bonus edition of Nick's insights because I'm only one half of this shit. My brain vomits up what I think. You never know what Nick is going to puke out of his mouth. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to go through the 40 slides that I have posted on StarWarsTime.net. Uh, these are the same ones I used in my video breakdown. All right. So no more yep. fucking around, you bozos. Uh, oh, hey, Ahsoka Tano joined the live stream. Look at that. Hey, Ahsoka, yeah. I, I really don't think that's you, but we'll talk about it. Uh, she's referring to the, the lead image we have here if you're on the live stream of, of Sasha Banks. Yes. All right, Nick, so I'm going to open up the first still. I don't know if you're following along at home with me, buddy, but we can see a shot of a clearly damaged Razor Crest. Yep. Smoke billowing. Flying over a poopy looking planet or moon headed towards a more Earth like looking moon. Yes. Uh, here is my, my, I'll speculate at least on why the Razor Crest is fucked up. Uh, I believe this is a continuation of some of the action beats we get later in the trailer where it looks like Mando gets himself into a dogfight with two New Republic X Wing fighters. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely could. Be I mean, a look, look, the there. back is fucking wide open. The sides all beat up. He's got blaster bolt uh, or scoring marks on both engines on the top of the Razor Crest. Uh, so I'm thinking this is him after he successfully takes out those two New Republic bozos, and, and he's trying to go somewhere where he can uh, get his ship get some, fixed up. Yeah, get some repairs done, and I, I feel like we may see that a little bit later in the in the trailer as well. Uh, all right, so um, um, planets yeah. here, Nick. Uh, Tones is thinking uh, Yavin could be this opening the, shot. I mean, Yavin does have a very lush green right. earth-like composition to it so it's not a bad guess here my only issue with that is is if this is like you're speculating a place for him to go to well i mean to, think to seek would... repairs and stuff it doesn't seem like yavin would be good because that's that is literally like yavin is going to be a new republic stronghold like right um, I, I agree. Anything, I, I agree. Maybe on the repair stuff, but if we think about the history of Yavin Temple, the the, yes. with the Masasi temples, all that shit, it's got some ties to Jedi type of stuff. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. why they're going there. Maybe maybe that's where he was headed when he gets blasted, and he's just still going there, and he's going to have to fix it. I don't know. Yeah, uh, other people in the in the stream here are thinking that might be 
uh the frozen planet i do not because i think the I frozen planet so. has a very distinct look yeah i think it's my my guess here and, and and bear with me until we get a little bit further down is that i think that this could potentially be takadana because ah, takadana is i wasn't a even very, thinking that that's a good one yeah like it's it's a it's a pirate stronghold and we know it's been like that for years for a thousand years because of mas Kanata's castle and everything else that is present on that planet. And then once we get a little bit further into the trailer, we can see like, hey, this this place looks like it could be Takadana, where he's in the fighting ring. You can see flags all around yeah. the, the ring. Right. And that's very see? similar to Maz's castle. See? Uh, some unsavory characters in there, like we saw when we you know saw Maz's castle in TFA. So I'm going to throw Takadana out right. there as a potential. I like that. I, I think for, for just to move on to the next one, I, I'm liking Yavin for just the nostalgia uh, roots, the, the, the Jedi-like type of ties. It would technically make sense for a stop on their journey to find the Space Wizards. I also do think Nick has some great points on Takadana as well. Uh, so I think we'll leave that one as is. But it was a nice opening, nice yes. and slow, kind of eerie. Um, uh, so good, good, good guesses there, Nick. So then we move into uh, just the, the trailer opens up and we get this speech the armorer gave him at the end of season one, essentially setting up his mission that we're watching play out in this trailer, which is 100% to find the child's stuff. The other yeah, wizards out there, be it other uh, Yoda creatures, other, uh, what do they call them? Sorcerers. sorcerers. <laughs> other evil wizards. sorcerers and shit. Yeah, yeah. sorcerers. Uh, and we see Mando and the child. Obviously, they're homeboys now. They roll everywhere together. And they're rolling up to some sort of of city, like a, like a bazaar in a city, right? I mean, it, yeah. Because if we go to the next shot, which I believe is a continuation uh, you know, it's dark. There's graffiti everywhere. Uh, it it kind of reminds me. What was the fucking planet they were just on in uh, the Clone Wars season seven with the, the two sisters and Ahsoka? With the, I mean, they were on uh, Coruscant in the. No, in the it is right? where they were being held captive by the Pikes. Oh Jesus! Like the like the city scene looks looks kind of like this is where I'm going for. I, I I just forget the fucking planet. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I mean they're they're clearly uh, I think the gist at least in the early episodes will be they're they're going out and following leads that Mando or Din has probably gotten, and yeah. they're going to these these ports, these towns, these cities, looking investigating the clues they may have received in their on their other missions. Uh, any any deeper insights on this one, Nick? Where he could be? What do you think they're up to? I mean. Not too much here. I mean, this this planet could also lead into what we see later with the fighting ring and everything like that. So, right, I want to throw that. It, out there there's a little. I mean, I, it, there's not as many big buildings as we saw in Solo, but I, you could say yeah. there's a little Corellia feel here. Yeah, uh, at least it, the streets we be. saw Young Han on. Yeah, because we know that the Corellia has basically their own slum section. Right. So they, it, that's a that's a pretty decent call out there. But yeah, nothing that I would say is like a, like a clear home run for this particular planet. Right. Um, next we get a nice wide, a landscape shot. We, we get to see that band that we were talking about last week with the Tuscan. Uh, if we're going on the, uh, if it's still a fact that Tuscans don't leave Tatooine, 
this is Tatooine, right? Uh, yes, it, this it, is Tatooine. Definitely reminds me of the same location where he would roll over and hang out with his buddy Kuil too. I don't know if they're just reusing uh, uh, like environment shots they got in season one. Uh, but that, that that craggy look definitely has hints of whatever. We never really figured out what planet Kuil was on, right? Uh, it definitely wasn't Tatooine. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't think, Navarro. It, yeah, I, I don't think we ever got like a. Let me. I, I'll look to see if because he he goes there twice. I mean, he goes there first to to get the child, and then he returns out of the way planet called Arvala Seven. There you go. So that's you know. But so uh, uh, like you said, I believe you told me last week, and anyone listening, if you're in the live stream, you want to fact check us, that'd be great. But uh, supposedly. Uh, Tuscan Raiders do not leave the planet of Tatooine, so yeah, we're just going to say with outside he's returning to Tatooine at some point, which I, I believe is further validated in a, another scene coming up. All right, so the shot here of the Razor Crest descending upon a snowy planet. I, I believe this planet is one hundred percent Ilum. Yep. Uh, Ilum has been canonized many times over in Star Wars lore. Uh, uh, most recently with. Star Wars Resistance and The Force Awakens. Uh, mm -hmm. We learned in Resistance that uh, the First Order essentially turned Ilum into Starkiller Base. Into Starkiller Base. <laughs> like, literally. It was, a, it was a kyber yeah, crystal. It, it, that it, was where the, a large section of kyber crystals were. were right. And that's what I was going to say. I, I mean, Ilum to me was at least first explored, I believe, in, in, in Gennady's Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah, uh, it was further explored in George's and Dave's Clone Wars, and, it, and that, as Nick said, I mean, I believe there is a uh, there's an actual series of episodes that follow Padawans going there to to form their lightsabers. So yeah, uh, I think Ilum being featured in the season 100 percent makes sense mm -hmm. uh, due to its its obviously its its ties to the Force with all of its its Kyber resources. Uh, it's ties to the Jedi culture in the past. I mean, it was almost like a uh, a pilgrimage planet where a a Padawan would have to go to to find their crystal. Right? Yeah, I I I I one hundred percent agree with you. I will throw out. I, I'm just gonna say this because I think it would be a cool little storyline to have in there, but. I'll throw out Hoth as a possibility. Ah, just, like as, a, just as Klondike said in the, in the point, live stream. 0.5%, and I'll tell you why. All right. I think it would be cool if he is basically retracing the steps of the most famous Jedi of his ah, time. So that would also back up the Yavin claims for the first so, planet then. Exactly. So we see him on Tatooine. If that planet in the beginning is Yavin, Yavin is checked off. Two places that Luke had been to. I like He's it. going to Hoth because he knows that Luke was on Hoth right. during, you know, the beginning of ESB. And then that could lead directly to him going to Dagobah, which is where you could find proof of another creature like this that existed. Like you see Yoda's little hovel. If there's any sort of artifacts like that, that can be found. And then he's, he's, he's kind of like searching for Luke Skywalker by going to all of the famous, I like this, Nick. I like locations. this, Nick. And 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 let's let's kind of riff on it a bit more. I mean, think about it. At this point in time in the galaxy, the legend of Luke Skywalker is strong. I mean, yes. it, it was strong after he blew up the fucking Death Star. They didn't quite, you know, know his name, but I mean that that pilot, that pilot, and then oh, Luke Skywalker. And it, it was, he became such a legend that, that Vader found out about him. He wanted to find this Luke Skywalker, and then he realizes, oh, that's my fucking son. 
uh, he's a pussy. I got to find out why he's a pussy. And that's why we're at now in, in the most recent Vader comic run. Uh, but I mean, if, if you're Din Djarin and you've just been tasked with finding a race of uh, sorcerers yep. that you really know nothing about outside of Mandalorian legend has songs about the great Mandalorian wars between uh, sorcerers and, and Mandalorian warriors. And I'm sure he knows about Tarvisla and, and all that shit. Um, one would think if he's going around looking for these sorcerers, someone would probably utter the name or at least the legends or the tales of one Luke Skywalker to him. Exactly. And I mean, a lot of people out there could tell him like, oh yeah, Skywalker, Skywalker, those are they're from Tatooine. You know, they were, they were junk traders or they were, you know, they were slaves at one point and then they were freed. So if he's following this trail, if he's following this path, then you could logically end up on Hoth and, and, you know, something else just kind of following that down the line. So I think that that's a possibility. I think Ilum is probably the correct choice because of all of the things that you mentioned, though, you know, the, the strong. Yeah, I just I mean, it, it, it makes the most sense. I'm getting a spoilers, bro, in the live stream. I'm not sure what that's all about. I mean, we're, I mean, I don't think it's spoilers. we are There's we nothing. are speculating. I mean, I guess I'll take that as a sign of respect that you think our speculation is that strong and correct. Uh, but yeah, if, th- if this type of stuff makes you feel itchy, you may want to tune out, but th- th- uh, we know shit. We watched yeah. a trailer and, and I am, I am tapping into my force powers to speculate on what the fuck might be going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, our, the, the, the big snow planets and star Wars, Ilum, Hoth, uh, I like, I think Nick's idea would be interesting. And, and like I said, I think it could be supported in the universe. I mean, uh, it's not like the, the legend of Luke Skywalker has just gone mute at this point in time. Yeah, uh, I mean, he may be out searching all these uh, Sith bunkers and, and shit like that and hanging out. Uh, but I would still think people would be like, hey, you remember that guy that blew up one Death Star? And uh, oh, yeah, he he essentially killed the Emperor and Darth Vader, too. Yeah, uh, I yeah. think people would uh, uh, remember him. So. Uh, all right. It was just a joke. I didn't I didn't okay. understand. it. Sorry. Sorry, Rose. I, that one went over my head. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Joe, I'll try to answer quite What is that behind them when he's walking in the snow in that other snow scene? I don't know. I guess we'll get there. But here we go. I think it's uh, he might be talking about the crash. It looks like well, some it, sort of it's the razor bandit. crest. I know what it is. But here we go. We got the band. That, this is our first pure shot of the child. I'm just going to start calling him Bob at this point. Bob. <laughs> uh, so there's Bob. He's looking good. Looks a little looks like he aged a little bit right i mean he, yeah, he looks a little some, wiser in the face <laughs> yeah he's got some hair on his ears now you know his, his uh, yeah i love this little fucker i can't <laughs> wait for my life size uh and now maybe this is the one that joe's talking about in the live stream but that is the razor crest uh behind them uh, you can see you just that never see it like with where you could see like the colors it does have it. yellow markings i mean i'm i'm pretty sure that this is this is it and i, I do think they've landed uh, this could be the follow-up after their battle with the X-Wings. Who knows? Uh, they've landed, and, and clearly it's almost like the child knows where to go. Because if we flip back to the first scene, the child's the one kind of leading, right? Yep. And then Mando comes and kneels behind them like, you smell something, buddy? You know, it's one of those things. Like, <laughs> we, are, we on the right trail, buddy? Like that. So yeah. it's almost like the, the child bloodhound. has become his bloodhound. Yeah. <laughs> uh. so. Yeah, All right. I'm 100% agreement there. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, this next one here, and I, I think True Perry is right, and I hate myself for not bringing it up, but uh, Nick, 
do you think this is Moncala? I mean, we're seeing a lot of lots I of mean, corns at least, right? So, so I would say we see corns in the in the foreground. We see some Moncala in the background a little bit. So if you look behind, oh the yeah, corn yeah, and on the left hand side yep. of the picture, um, you'll see like a more red tinged Moncala. And yeah, I mean, it does. It does kind of look like we're on, you know, we're on this home planet, especially with these two species dominating. The, yeah, the frame and, here. and we've never really been to a, a watery planet outside a Camino, and that was just flyover shots. Yeah, uh, but, yeah I but, mean, outside of Clone Wars. But but based like, on this this trailer, uh, we're going to be doing we're going to be seeing something I believe is is unique to Star Wars, and that's they're going to be on a fucking boat. Yeah, like a, like a real ass boat. A real ass that. boat. I mean, we, we could say re- resistance, sort of, but it wasn't. It was just a, a, a sunken space station. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll get there. But uh, before we get there, obviously, the, the biggest, I think, uh, shock or, or reveal of the trailer is this right here. And we got yes. our first look at, uh, obviously, Sa- Sasha Banks is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a rumor I feel like we talked about months ago. Uh, and it paid off. I mean, I, this would have been an MSW. I mean, the guy may be a little creepy, but he did have legit sources. Uh, this isn't the best picture of Sasha and her character. Someone's just going to go ahead and, and, and click through the screens. But she curiously pops up as the armorer is talking about the sorcerers and the space wizards and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Could be complete fucking, you know, uh, uh, smokescreen Miss- shit. Yeah, yeah. But... And we get another shot. There's a clear shot of her. So, Nick. Yes. L- l- let's let's clear the obvious out of the way. This is not Ahsoka Tano, everyone. Please no. stop yeah. that. I've, I've seen it here. I've seen it on our Discord. And I've seen it uh, all over the place on Reddit and YouTube. It's not Ahsoka. This yes. is not it Ahsoka be, Tano, okay? It, it would be very clear <laughs> that it would be Ahsoka because her face would be uh, orange. Yeah, it's like... Like uh, like Ahsoka Tano is. I, I you sometimes see her white tattoos. <laughs> it's like people... I, I know Disney may do some shady casting here and here, but they're not just going to fundamentally change an alien character and make yeah. her a normal human. It, it just, I mean, I mean, Filoni would never allow that to happen. No. Like, if you think that Dave Filoni would let <laughs> no. them just say like, oh, well, it's hard to paint somebody's face, so we're just going to make her a woman, that, no. <laughs> this is- yeah, so here's the deal. I, I mean, there, at this point, there are, there are one of two possibilities with, with this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one we first speculated with Nick way back when we found out the rumor was, could she be playing a Sabine Wren? Yeah. Uh, I think that you can still leave that on the table, right? It's very, it's very much still a possibility. Right. So Sabine is one of them. Uh, the reason why I don't think it's Sabine is because Sabine is a, a she's an Asian character. Yeah. And Disney with what they try to do and, and really the, the ass kicking they're taking with Mulan you would think they'd know by now if they're going to portray a an animated Asian character in live action, they would go with an Asian actress. Yeah. So, I mean, I think here the only thing that 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 stirs me away from Sabine is just her dress. She never is. And again, the only time we've ever seen her is Rebels, and but she never seemed like the one to to be a shadowy cowl. No, she always because I I mean I almost feel like we need to just pull up the epilogue of Rebels right now because that that is the oldest version of Sabine we got. That's when Ahsoka comes to collect her, probably to go look for Ezra. And yeah. I still believe you know she might not be whipping her helmet, but I still believe she has Mandalorian garb on, yes. you know light armor on the top at least. 
Yeah. Uh, yes, we're not stupid. Yeah, of course, she doesn't always have to be in her armor. But as Nick said, this just seems overly secretive and mysterious for a character that is not really being hunted yeah, or, or, or sought is, out by anybody. Yeah, Sabine's not... She doesn't need to stay in the shadow. She is a Mandalorian, and she could easily pass as a bounty hunter or anything else. So the other potential and i kind of brought this up is that this you know as the voiceover may suggest that this is some sort of jedi character and the first thing that i really threw out to to matt was like well at this point in her life ahsoka could very easily have a trainee you know like like, i think someone brought it up uh either on discord or in here like 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 an acolyte just a follower you know someone that's like all right i mean because you, you you would imagine Ahsoka isn't gung-ho, like, yeah, Jedi, Jedi. I mean, she's probably training them in the ways of the Force, yeah. uh, the way she deals with it. Uh, so she may not just be a, a standard Padawan. She could just be a, an acolyte, a follower, a disciple yeah. almost. Yeah, something like I feel like every Force user, whether it be Jedi, Sith, or neutral, does have the pull at some point to to try to pass their gifts on or like to 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 you know teach somebody else who is of the same ilk as them the ways to use this power that they have so it's it, she could very easily be a uh you know some sort of trainee of of uh ahsoka right. but also here's another possibility oh here look at this guy he's got more there's still a a dark side in star wars you know, like the, is it, is it Barris Offy? Is that what you're saying? I don't think even with Barris, her face would have to be green. But I think it could be a dark side acolyte in some way Ooh. because we we know because how the fuck does Mando yeah, so, know oh, the right, difference oh, okay. between I, one and another? Are you going? She's with Gideon. Yes. All right. Okay, so I is, got you now, buddy. I like it. So you know. How is Mando supposed to tell one space wizard from another, one sorcerer from another? Uh, They can use the force and that's all that he knows. He's like, okay, well, perfect. You are exactly what I'm looking for. It's my charge to, 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 to give this child on to somebody like them. She, he gives it to her. She brings it to Gideon. Well, and we know for a fact that I mean, this is legit because Giancarlo spilled the beans. I guess he's allowed to. But I mean, he said in an interview that his character, Moff Gideon and the child will be together one on one season one on one. Yeah. So, I, that, you know, Nick, I think you need to start doing the fucking breakdown videos because <laughs> my brain didn't even go there. And I, I do think it's a good lead. Uh, the peanut gallery, they're, they're they're stuck on the Sabine stuff. And that's fine. If she is Sabine, great. I would love it. Uh, that's who Nick and I kind of pegged Sasha is playing when we heard the rumor. I do think it would work. But I also think uh, the way Disney operates, I don't know. I mean, why not get an actual asian actress just to avoid and again uh, like i think white noise in in that circumstance too like with with feloni essentially being the creator of both ahsoka and sabine i don't think he would allow any fuckery with them like he he just wouldn't let it happen uh he would he would put the squash on that pretty quickly and make sure that the character was represented properly but i will say i mean just look at it i mean like you're talking this is a dark this is a black cowl this is a black robe you know, typically Jedi did not wear black robes. They wore, you know, brownish, light gray, something like that. Like she does not necessarily look 
I mean, we've only seen her for three seconds, but I, she has a dark side feel to her. Yeah. And you know, a, a I, mysterious feel. I mean, I, I, I know we're, we're trust me, we're not moronic. Yes, she could be she could have her Mando garb under there if we want to just go with this is Sabine. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I I'm liking what Nick's saying after I heard it, because I, I just don't think that you can you can completely write off dark side force users at this point. Yes, the emperor is dead. And yes, Darth but he's Vader not, dude. Dead. He's the Sith he's, Eternal. He's the, he's not dead. He is passed <laughs> on to a different body. But he's a fucking zombie, but, uh, yeah. an exegol getting you know played with Juiced with these up. weirdos. Yeah, he's getting ready. But I uh, think either way, I mean, this, this, this was clearly the the big moment of of this trailer one. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean. It, those of you that think you're going to get a look at an Ahsoka if she's in it, a Rex if he's in it, a Boba if he's in it, you're not. They're not going to tip that hand in the fucking trailers, okay? Especially the first trailer. No fucking like, way. Like, I was surprised we got this. I'm not kidding you. Like, this to me, I think was a was a was an intentional nugget to get the conversation. Like, okay, all right. It, it isn't just... It isn't just Din and the child. It is like Favreau's saying. We, there are some other characters here. Um, but who knows? So we got three avenues for this character. Sabine, you know, that, that, I think that's the fan favorite choice. A, a, a light side or a gray type of Jedi follower of Ahsoka or an acolyte of Gideon. I think that's what we'll, we'll leave this one on. Uh, good stuff there, young Nick. I like that. Uh, it's like, I don't know if these, if the scenes matched up, but it's the way they cut the trailer. It's almost like the child could sense that there was another force force user around. Yep. Yep. Uh, so like I said, I I believe this is a first for star Wars. I I've been trying to go back and peel through my Rolodex. I don't think we've ever had a, a barge on a large body of water that our hero characters use to get around. So no. Like, like, what's the deal here, Nick? There was like a skimmer, like the skimmer. Yeah, I mean, Ray, point, Ray, and, right and there. Ray, Tross, like, but that was about it. But what, what, where the fuck are they going that you can only get there by I, sea? Like, what are yeah, we talking man. about? This is Star Wars. I mean, uh, I, they okay, don't have so. warp tech, or they don't have transporters like Star Trek, but I mean, they have hyperdrives, they have starships, little ships. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It has to be, in my opinion, it's got to be an underwater location. And I'll throw out another planet. We said Moncala. We already know about uh, uh, Camino. It's clearly this isn't Camino, in my opinion. Moncala, high possibility because of the Quarn and the Mon Calamari that we saw. Manan is another potential here. Manan is the water planet from from Kotor. And we know that we were on Manan for KOTOR because Darth Revan and Malak had been there and it was the location of one of the star maps. I mean, again, completely irrelevant to the story that's being told in Mando, but it, it, another possibility for a planet that we could see in the show. What if it's a lake on the boo and they're going to go see Jar Jar Binks and Boss Nass? They're, yeah, they could be going right down to the... Uh, Who saw to the you society. saw, baby? Uh, it's hey, so, um, don't throw it out. I guess, I guess this just kind of came to mind here. If this is a, a Mon Cala, their cities are underwater, right? Yeah. Are they going out to sea to go underwater to look for something? Potentially. I Cause mean, I, I can't think of any dude, other I mean, reason. Why do you need a fucking boat in star Wars? Unless well, you need to go a, to middle another, sea and drop down. 
another tie to Luke Skywalker, you could say that they're looking for, you know, I'm sure that, that, you know, uh, Admiral Akbar is still a part of the New Republic society and it's like yeah, that. He is. Potentially like Akbar. Akbar lives on Mon Cala. He's from Mon Cala. Maybe they're they're trying searching out information about can you tell me about Luke Skywalker? Can you tell me where I could potentially find this person? You know, like I, I but yeah, other than that, like why the fuck would they be on Mon Cala? I have no idea. It's just I mean, really the whole boat thing, it's just like this is odd. Like anywhere you it's could get, to want to it. get in Star Wars, just jump in your fucking ship and land there, right? I mean that's how we've done it in the past. Uh so I do I mean maybe it maybe they are going out deep sea and they need to go under, but I would still think hey, just hover the fucking ship and, and drop down. But hey, yeah. it's cool. It's something different, right? I mean, it, it, I'm guessing this might be a Floney Favreau concoction. It's just something unique for Star Wars. So I like it. Yeah. Uh, up next, it's just shy of them on the boat. Looks like it's just them and some Corrins. So it probably is Mon Cal, or at least an extension of that scene we talked about earlier where, where he was at that har- harbor type of, of port town. Yes. Uh, there's our buddy again. He looks like such a pimp in his carrier now. I know, and right? They painted red lines on it, right? Because this yeah, is a new so one because the old one got smashed yeah, uh, when so he gave the baby creation. up. Yeah, looking good, buddy. <laughs> All right, so here we go. This is the uh, kind of what I talked about earlier when we see the Razor Crest and it looks beat to shit. Uh, and I'm guessing it's it's a result of whatever this encounter is about. So, and, you know, he's flying... It almost looks like he's getting escorted by two New Republic X-Wings. Yes. Uh, but then we see, you know, one rolls up next to him and spreads those S-foils. And that's typically, you know, like an animal that, or, you know, that, that Jurassic Park dinosaur that kills, uh, what's his name? Ned Nestor, the, the fat guy oh, with glasses. Yeah, the, yeah kills. Uh, it's one, once they, once they spray up that, the, the, those neck, neck shit or whatever and go, oh, like that or like a turkey <laughs> you're fucked right i mean this is a this is an aggressive posture this x-wing is given mando yeah and, and you can see at this point too his ship is still well intact right so right so i mean something is, happens the other thing i want to note here and i'm just going with it that that looks like fucking r2d2 all right it uh, does i know that there are other astromech uh, R2 it's probably R2. one with dark green paint but uh, the lighting and everything that's fucking R2 hanging with a rebel with a new republic pilot. That's fucking Luke himself. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, that's Luke right there. He found him. He found How him. How funny it would be like you know obviously you didn't see this guy but they're like uh, he's like uh, all right, this red 5 I got to take off and he just pe- peels away and they'd be like oh yeah. man, that's Filoni again doing it to <laughs> us but uh clearly new republic they're no fans of mando either this could be them following up on his stunt from season one where he essentially raided one of their prison ships and broke people out but also locked people up for him uh but it does they're gonna have a dogfight now i'm guessing this is why his ship uh it looks basically blown up yeah i think that they're gonna put a, a good beating on mando on that on the way down or wherever he's going so uh, yeah, that was a, a good shot. There is also a really good shot of the Razor Crest for those of you who haven't seen good shots. Like Matt was mentioning uh, for the previous snow shot, you can see the yellow markings on oh, it yeah. From, oh, yeah. from this particular And then shot. like like we said earlier with the with the Bantha, I mean, here's one of, of our buddy zooming away on a speeder. So yep. knowing what we know, he they're probably making a return to Tatooine. 
right here, his two best friends. Uh, the expressions on their face lead me to believe that the Mando has landed at Navarro, probably looking for some help information. I don't think this is just a, hey, everybody, how you doing? Good to see you again. All right, now we got to keep moving. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I do at this point, Nick, I am going to say it is quite odd that, that Cara Dune did not get a costume change, uh, especially because Griefs is such a drastic it is uh, change. It's a huge <laughs> it's like, change, man. Like he used to basically just whip this leather vest jacket, the leather jacket, and then some pretty neutral stuff. Yeah, like earth tone yellow shirt yeah. and shit. And I, and- dude, I think that's because of what Carl said in the interview, where they were like, they didn't even have a costume for him because they were like, whatever, dude, you're gonna be here for two episodes and then you're out. So they're like, you know, we don't have to get crazy with you. You're not even gonna see your face because right. we're gonna cover it. And then he fucking forced himself into the show and they're like all right you get a proper star wars costume now yeah it's just it's weird i mean i guess she she that's her armor per se and you know it's not like din changed his hopefully they're changing their undergarments or (laughs) things are gonna get a little stinky on the razor crest um the other thing i it'll be interesting to see (laughs) what happens with the character of cara dune because of her real life counterpart uh, seems to be going nutty on social media. I, had, uh, I don't. Fo- I think I recently started following dude, her. But I, I mentioned it last week. She had like a big COVIDiot uh, blast a week or two ago, uh, and this week. And again, these are this is alleged stuff. I, I saw it on Star Wars Twitter, but apparently she's actively going around and blocking like LGBTQ Star Wars fans. Uh, so i mean if that's the case then i mean i mean the covid stuff was enough like you could tell from the covid like she's a moron Uh, she might be like a fox newser type yeah i mean also keep in mind that like her profession for a very long time was to be punched in the head for a living and that (laughs) that's what our buddy bossajan said last week i didn't i didn't catch it in in the chat till the end he's like well she has been knocked out a few times so yeah i mean like if you've uh, like look she is a a you know plays the role of cara dune very well and everything like that but she she was punched in the head for a living right. and, and that's last my point she got the shit beat out of her it, so. it's a it's a shame sometimes because you know we we like characters that sometimes shitty people play yeah but because the people are shitty sometimes the characters get get whacked out yeah. so it's just like the, you you Ugh. then have to decide like i think and i think a majority of people have decided this with michael jackson like can you separate the artist from who they were as a person like their work from their real uh, life yeah he's still like and, someone that like i i would i would take a covid over a a child raper any day but i know yeah. there's still a ton of jackson fans out there and oh yeah I mean, it's Michael not like jackson. I, ch- I don't change his uh, music if it comes on the air but i mean that, that guy's a creep oh yeah and and people can like in that instance in a lot of instances people are willingly able to separate michael jackson as the pedophile from michael jackson as the pop star and they just let those two things live separately in their mind. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think to a certain degree, you should try to do that. You know, like, you know, if, if, if there's something that you enjoy and you want to continue to enjoy Michael Jackson's music, by all means, go for it. Like, it's not, it, you don't have to delete all of his songs because of it, but you also have to acknowledge that the other side of him exists. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it will be interesting to see what happens to her. If maybe Disney PR will be like, hey, 
let's uh you are allowed to have your own opinions as a human being and and by no means are we going to tell you to to do otherwise but let's keep it keep it off of the the social medias a little bit you know just uh tone it down there ma'am but yeah it will be interesting to see her character arc coming up i don't think there's a death in 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 store for her anytime soon or she may have been a little bit more salty on instagram (laughs) Are you seeing this? I I just queued this up, Nick, because uh, we saw it in the chat here. But uh, apparently, there's news today that Pedro is uh, being a baby about wearing the helmet. I did not see that. I'll, uh, let me let me link this to you real quick. I got it pulled up on the live stream, so we're just going to jump into this live and cover it quick before we get back to our breakdown. But uh, this is coming from YouTuber Grace Randolph, who I think is full of shit. A lot of the times. Oh, yeah, Grace. No, yeah. I saw something yeah, about Grace Randolph. She's typically full and, of shit, right? And immediately when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this isn't real. All right. Like, she's, okay. she's a bullshit That artist, makes sense, because, so. I mean, as, as much as we make fun of Star Wars leaks Reddit, they don't put, like, the complete bullshit, like, Doomcock for the most part and and whatnot. But, but the, 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 the nonsense going around here is that Pedro doesn't like wearing the helmet. Yeah, the only actual news outlet that I see this on is Cosmic Book News. And we remember Cosmic Book News last time they came up. It was complete and utter bullshittery. So um, anything that comes out of them or Grace Randolph, I won't believe. Yeah, so I I mean, Nico, (laughs) thanks for the tip. It was something to bring up, but uh, I didn't see this on leaks earlier today, which means it's it's probably horseshit, clickbait, nonsense. And also, just for most of you people to remember, he's not in that suit 90% 90% of the time. Well, yeah, well, this, this, <laughs> like, this season, they're like, oh, I'm in there a lot more now. It's like, all right, who cares? Like, Just shut yeah. the fuck up and enjoy what you got, you motherfucker. Like, if this stuff's real, it's like, y- you wonder why some people can't take Hollywood types. It's like, give me a fucking break. It's like, yeah, you're making millions of dollars doing this. And if this is real and he's like, I don't want to wear the helmet. It's a, then like, this is bullshit. It's, yeah, no, that's uh, not real. We're going to put the Star Wars time show stamp of poo on this one. Yeah, we need. Uh, and this, this is a cosmic book news story. I got duped. Yeah. Not blaming so. you, Nico. It's not your problem either. It's these fuckers that get out there and try to just sow more discord into the Star Wars universe. It's no different than what happens in our real life in America. These yeah. days, all we want to do is shit on stuff and put out poop so people click on it. Then you got people like Nick and I who don't really partake in that, and we actually give you good takes, and we we actually paid off on the trailer dropping before our next show, and no one will ever fucking hear about it because we're not here, you know, throwing fucking shit at the wall nonstop. <laughs> uh, all right, so back to the breakdown here. Imperial, and, and guess what? If if next. Pedro is a douche, we'll never know. It doesn't matter. I mean, they'll just replace the actor. He'll be someone else will be behind the fucking helmet and they'll make the voice sound as close as possible. Yeah. Uh, the trailer really kind of gets into a, the, the montage bit. We, we typically get these in trailers where you get some longer scenes and then it's just bang, 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 bang. So here we get to see uh, hints of the remnant firing up. I mean, it kind of looks like they're still on Navarro. Uh, we got yeah. these these new ties that we saw Gideon flying last season. And then we get the inside of a base or a ship, Nick. So First, yeah. uh, based on the, on the next scenes where we see these speeder bikes just spilling out of uh, something and jumping down into a ravine, I'm guessing these fuckers either have a full-on base 
somewhere or this yeah. is the new big vehicle that Gideon talks about that is under his possession and they're literally hovering over this location and like hot plopping out their scout troopers to go could, chase something down. It could be down. like the, I can't remember what the name of it was from the Avengers, but that big ass flying base, I can't, but like that, it was essentially a city, a flying city that, that shield had. And we saw it in, um, in Captain America, Civil, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I do think that, I mean, I don't know, based off the, to- to- the topography and how it's built, like, it kind of does look like a stationary base, but, like, if it's a vehicle that big, as as Giancarlo described, then, like, it could very well be a mobile city unit similar to the... Uh, the Colossus, you know, it could be like a Colossus style. Yeah, ship. that or even like a where are they? The the helicarriers from Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going for. The helicarriers, whatever they're fucking called. So I, yeah, I, I mean, it's like, and you know, we we also had Esposito tease that. Yeah, I'm I'm driving a much larger vehicle now. So I I, I like that. I mean, I, like I said, it's either a, a cliffside base or a low flying hovering <laughs> fortress. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're still on Navarro too, because in the next shot where you see the the uh, like the scout troopers descending on their speeders, you can still see that river of lava that's you know at the very bottom of the shot. That that's essentially what Mando and the crew were going down at the end of episode eight when IG 80 or IG 11 went, you know, nuclear at the end. Um, so this could still be on Navarro. So it's, it seems like that, that planet is still a point of, Oh yeah. Big time, at least for the remnant. And we got someone new in the chat here. Star Wars daily news does not like our thoughts on the razor crest being featured behind Mando and the child on the snow planet. It is the razor crest. Take it to the bank. You heard it here first. I guess we'll find out starting October 30th, but I'm sticking to my, I'm sticking to my guns. The markings are very similar. I mean, they're very adamant that that I am wrong and that's great. I love passionate Star Wars fans, but um, that's the Razor Crest. Okay. So uh, again, continuing in all the action shots, we see Mando being trapped underwater. This is probably on that barge. Uh, So someone's probably trying to foil, foil their plans. Yes. We see him uh, activate the jetpack. So, yes, he's not wearing it at all times, but he's definitely going to be using it. Uh, and, and this scene with the jetpack, Nick, I believe, ties into these scout bikes or the yeah, uh, speeder bikes similar. dumping out. Yeah. Very and it does. It, everything looks like Navarro. Yep. From that, yep. from the, the, these remnant action scenes. Yeah. And then we get back to a shot of the planet from the beginning of the trailer when it's just him and the child kind of walking in, checking things out. Uh, Still not quite sure what this could be. You can see more of the graffiti. Uh, It looks like Mando is fucking with the locals like he does. (laughs) Um, I can't wait to see the scene that leads up to this because you know for him to string up somebody upside down on a light pole there had to be some sort of scuffle that entailed before that. He just, he fucked up somebody's day here, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then here we go so this this is back to this icy planet and this which just further reinforces my call that this is ilum yes Uh, they're going into some sort of cave on ilum and the caves of ilum are where all the force users would go to look for their kyber crystals yeah another shot of that in there but 
the whole Hoth thing, you know, it's 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 viable. It's viable. Yeah, it's a possibility. Like I said, I, I, I'll put like a 0.5% chance on that with 99.5 on, right. on Elam. But I mean, if th- this is another planet, like you called out in the beginning with like the baby kind of leading the way, like he would feel that pull from these Kyber crystals that that that, that force juice is kind of leading. You him would, yeah, you would, you would think so on a planet like Ilum especially, or, or like a Dagobah, any of these planets that had pockets of of the force, both light and dark. Octo, mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, all right, here we go. So we get to this uh, Gamorian Fight Club, and this yeah, this is where Nick was kind of thrown out there. Hey, maybe this is on uh, Takadana. You know, you got you got all these faction flags are up for some reason. Uh, he's clearly going here to meet this uh, Cyclops character that we actually get for some dialogue from. Nick, were you able to put a name to the voice on this guy in terms no, of an actor? It, no, I, I, I was going to ask you to. It, it I was sounds like, so damn familiar, but I, I can't nail it. Like, I, I don't think it sounds like Michael Bean. That was one of the rumored characters. Yeah, I'd have to listen to it again a few, a few more times. But the three that I watched, I really couldn't nail down somebody off of it but it's like either mando through his uh, shady contacts ends up here or, or through whatever mission they're on they learn something um it's they're they're kind of half-assed talking about the the child and their mission and who they're looking for and it seems at one point once he gets him to admit that the, he never the child never leaves his side then we get these uh thugs thugs show up with their yeah. blasters right yeah yeah they they have him cornered now or so they think they have him cornered and um, then this is where we get the the cheeky <laughs> moment of the trailer it was great dude you know, i love this moment. I, I don't know if this is uh, favreau or or filoni wrote this one and i, I fucked up the stills apparently uh, but he essentially once he he's he's cornered by all these henchmen he he shows us the the, the whistling birds, and yeah. as soon as those come out and their tips light up blue, the child is like, "Oh fuck!" Hits his button, his little crib shuts, and and then you you know the the screen goes dark, and you hear the yep. and then we then we come back to uh, the Mando having basically murdered everybody, and the last kill being a knife throw into some dude's heart. Uh, he's kind of a Zabricky looking gentleman. Yes. Uh, not full-on head horns. Looks a little different. Uh, but then maybe we he's end... like a Zabrak something hybrid. There you maybe go. Like a little cross. And, and then crosses. it ends with the you know the money shot and the motto. This is the way. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, overall, dude, for a first trailer for this show, we're a month and a half out from release. They gave us a lot of good information for us to do what we've done for about an hour here. Speculate. Um. And there were, I think that this is cutting up to be a fantastic season. Like just so many new places, so many new players, and then so much possibility for where this story could potentially go based off of just a very simple directive from the armorer, you know, get this baby back to his kind. Um, So I was very impressed with the trailer. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm looking up images of the Razor Crest. Are you trying to prove yourself? Oh, to I, the, I know the I'm right. Person? I know I'm right. I, I just, I, I, I'm not like sitting here like I'm right. Everybody's wrong. I just, you know, when I get a strong I mean, pushback, I'm going to defend my opinions. They're so. very distinctive markings. If you look between image number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven, which is the, the image that we're talking about, 
And then you look at the image of the, the Razor Crest flying in the air next to the two X-Wings. That's three rows yeah, I mean, down. Those are, those are definitely its guns. Yeah, you, the you guns tell. are almost the... I mean, like, I, I will... I mean, I it's, a, it's a crash it. landing. That's why it's yeah. so low to the ground. I mean, he, he doesn't have his, his landing gear out. Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's come to a crash. The markings are very i mean like the markings are fucking actually the markings are dead on yeah, dead, like i'm at, looking at the lego razor crest and it's it's yeah. right there but anyways the, well i so guess the, we'll the, find out we'll find out yeah, hey the markings right behind the gun are, are literally dead on between we're, two we're, the we're, two shots we're so. all here to speculate um, and have but, fun but who knows who knows i mean it could be something else but it it does look a lot like the razor crest from the markings of yeah, the guns that, that is my um, guess so what was your what was your favorite moment in the trailer what do you? Th- what would you say is your favorite moment? Ah, <sighs> all right. What gave me the chills? Yeah, tones. It, it's it's crash landing. Like they, I, I'm guessing they're coming in, and when we've seen ships crash before, crash skids up to a stop. So its nose yeah. is down in in the ground low. It is not propped up on its landing gear. And guess yeah. what? If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. I'm not like these other fucking assholes that'll sit there and be like, well, they actually had to film a. a sp- an extra scene in between the trailer release and the episode and they replaced it. I'll tell you I'm a fucking idiot, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I just, I, I think the, the evidence points to that is their raise. That is the crest crash landed on Ilum. Yes. Um, honestly, dude, what, what, what really kind of got me emotionally involved is Ludwig's chant to, to open it <laughs> like that fucking yeah. like that is like, all right, Mandalorian is back. Cause it literally, the chant happens as the title card flashes. Yep. It's like, Oh, I'm like, Oh yes. Uh, Cause I, I've said it before. I mean, music and star Wars, uh, I mean, they, they go hand in hand. The music can enhance the star Wars. Yeah. Uh, oh, if yeah. not make the star Wars better than it, it truly is on, on paper. Uh, so, so that got me into it, and I really think the the the, the slapstick moment, the, the 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 funny moment with the the, the callback to the, the the whistling birds and the fucking yeah. baby, it just shows you their relationship and 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 their bond and the way they they you know kind of work together. It's not like he had to say, "Hey, baby, I'm about to fucking kill everybody. Get ready." <laughs> the child just he's been around this guy. He knows what's up. Yeah, the baby knows what's coming. <laughs> how about how about you? I mean, what what, what stood out? For me, the first moment was definitely the baby with the whistling birds. Like the first time I watched it, it, it pulled out the chuckle. And I was like, this is like you said, the relationship is, is proven to have built over time. Right. But then really, this, the Sasha Banks reveal for me got the juices flowing. Yeah. Like all of those, of like, who is she? Who could do like, what is this going to lead to? And everything like that. So like that moment, everything else was gravy. And I really loved everything that we saw. But that Sasha Banks moment, that little bit of time and, and like the chosen garb that she's in is, is what really got me flowing. Yeah, like they, these people is, are smart. I mean, they, they, they pick the scenes to show us. They time it up to the, the, the narration there. I mean, it could all be a smokescreen with this character. But, but like Nick said, I mean, uh, you know, one of the reasons Star Wars Time Show exists is so we can sit here, sweat most of the time. <laughs> and, and speculate on this fake ass sci-fi shit right yeah like that yep. that's the fun stuff who wants to think about real life in 2020 not me so now we're actually getting 
legit material for the Mandalorian. Uh, one of the greatest Star Wars properties since the original trilogy. It feels good to be talking about this stuff again, wondering, making those guesses. You know, I'm going to fall on the sword for that's the Razor Crest, just because it seems to be in the fandom a a a, a point of contention with the trailer. Uh, I, so I can't weird. wait to see who Sasha ends up as. You know, uh, I think the Sabine's a good guess. I, I think your stuff was was out of the box, but sometimes the obvious is is not going to be the case. Almost all the times, the obvious is not the case. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, mean, I guess one other moment, Nick, and this is just my, my OT nostalgia. Uh, seeing the 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 T sixty fives roll up and kind of spread the wings, it, it almost reminded me of being on a highway, and you know, people roll up and they're like, "Oh, you want to fucking race and shit like that." Yeah. Uh, and I just like Din looking over at him, like, "What are you gonna fucking do?" Right. <laughs> and that's when they, they spread the wings and, and we see we get into a dog fight. So yeah, he's like, oh, that's what you're going to do. <laughs> OK, it's good stuff. I, I would say at this point, we'll probably get uh, a full trailer, like a like a two and a half minute long deal. And then I think the the TV spot uh, floodgates will open. And, yeah, and that's we'll pretty much get. what we'll live with until October 30th. So I think, you know, take to the bank. My sources told me that there's going to be at least a full trailer before the season debuts on October 30th. It's way out there. That's a that's a that's a really hard prediction to hold. Throw it to. up. Let's go. Who, who, who's a good redditor? Put it up there right now. Tell yeah. them Star Apparently, Wars Time Show sources. Put, we can't put anything on. Yeah, we on can't. Like Star we need Wars an thing. army that KRT has <laughs> that just sits on fucking Reddit all day and posts everything they either put on Twitter or their YouTube channel. Yeah, I, I need one of you fans to take <laughs> this image of the, the contested image right. of the ship behind them on Ilum and then do a in in-depth breakdown of like these are the markings on the razor crest that we can see in the other image. Right. And this these all are came the markings from, just on make the sure you ship say it came see. from Star these Wars time show. Yeah, so that's all go. that matters. But, like we don't want you uh, to get the credit. Make sure we still get the credit. <laughs> yeah. But good stuff yes. there. We also got a new poster. Uh, I I forgot to pull that up. Uh, it, it's like uh, we've shifted uh, color palettes, right, Nick? We want we from did. The, it's more of a the, a the cool brown tone. and warm to a to a cooler temp. Uh, even the trailer reflected that. So, mm -hmm. uh, Bravo! Yeah. Who knows why it released today? It could have been because of uh, there were some images floating around. I knew Super Scoundrel uh, sent us the leak. I guess some guy was playing around on the Disney Plus app on his Xbox and hovering over the like Mandalorian season one, it was starting to show the title cards for season two stuff. Really? And a lot of the images were from the trailer. So, I mean, a lot of times companies will be like, all right, fuck it, pull, you know, flip the switch. Either way, my prediction paid off. I am a star Wars God. Yes. Leaker extraordinaire, Thank Matt you. Haywood. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. All right, dude, uh, uh, we, we still got a few more topics before the fandom, the Star Wars Time Show fandom. I know that's why most of you come here, or at least came for the Mando until I yelled at you for your opinions and then you left. Uh, <laughs> hopefully Star Wars Daily News doesn't think I was being a jerk. Uh, you know, we're just exchanging opinions. Uh, but we, we actually got, uh, I, I guess this stuff is legit, right? Because we're, we're the, the next stories we have are from Star Wars actors. And we're going to start with this deal on uh, the Kenobi series. Yes. Uh, because Mr. Ewan is out there. Nick, I don't know if he's promoting something, but uh, he was he is, talking yes. to E.T. online. 
Yes. And they, they asked him about Kenobi. Is it real? What's happening? Have you done anything yet? And and he let loose like, yeah, I think we're going to start shooting spring of 2021. Uh, he's super excited about it. I've read other anecdotes where he's more excited to do this than he was the prequels. Yes. Um, yeah, he did mention that in a previous interview. Okay. And it, I think it was primarily the reason for that is because of the amount of technology, like working in the volume in particular yeah like he's, he's like, not gonna the, have to the, fake everything yeah with the prequels he was like yeah it was it was cool and we were doing this amazing thing but it's like you know we're always in front of green screen and it was hard to you know put yourself in the environment and now with with kenobi the series we're in the volume you're in the environment and it's just a much more immersive experience um so that was his thoughts behind that and, and for this Really, it wasn't much. You know, it was just a confirmation of, yeah. of what had already been talked about, basically. So uh, we have a, a, a potential start for filming spring next year. So spring 2021, um, which is a little bit later. I think the initial reports were a January 2021 start for filming. Yeah. It may have been delayed due to COVID. It may be delayed due to many other Well, according to the article, Nick, they're supposed to start January 20,000. 201 oh yeah so so we're talking like when there's no humans left on the planet there and you may be right the way disney kind of runs this license now uh maybe that is their plan start day 20,201 they're just making sure they have star wars content for the next 20,000 years so (laughs) um so that so that you know just essentially a delay in in effect. Did, now, did you find the his confirmation that it's standalone to be that revealing? I mean, that's pretty much what it's been reported on from yeah, the get go. The the is it just fan wishful thinking? I think it is. For me, it was more fan wishful thinking because of the way that he has stated. He says, "As I understand, it's a standalone season. We'll see. Who knows?" And and kind of the way that I took it was, in my opinion one of the only actors to have finished Star Wars and then still be like, I really fucking love Star Wars has been Ewan. Like Ewan's the only one aside from like some of the bit players and then, you know, Mark Hamill. To well, be even, like, uh, even Natalie, I mean, she hasn't come out and just shit all over, but she's done some fun stuff with it. Wasn't recently. She did some Saturday Night Live sketches. Yeah, SNL. Uh, she had done some SNL sketches. You don't fuck with the prequels previously. and stuff like that. Yeah, no, you're so, right, though. I mean, but he's also the one that, that didn't get his balls stepped on nonstop. It's true. Like, everybody he, was generally pretty favorable towards you. And, and he and he it, had some fucking clunker lines, too. But yeah, it, for I some reason, he figured out how to maneuver through that shit script. We're, we're Jedi. <laughs> we're smarter than you. <laughs> oh, you know, there were, there were some 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 that really bad ones. Janky but. ass wig in the second movie. It's like, what Dude, the that's fuck? I don't know why they like, decided he needed to why have Why did like, Jedi this... turn into hillbilly white trash after they <laughs> become Jedi Knights? Like they, they lose their Padawan braid and it's like, well, no, now you have to be, you have to grow a mullet. It's, it's like when you were a kid after high school, I don't know about your high school, but mine, we weren't allowed to have facial hair. So like we had to stay clean shaven. And, and Louisiana? How the fuck? I, I, I mean, went to an all boys Catholic school. Oh, okay. So, wow. I had no idea you you were indoctrinated yeah. like that. Oh yeah. All boys Catholic school. And so you still we go had to, to church every Sunday, clean right? Clean shaven. Oh yeah. Every, every Sunday I'm in the church pews. Yeah. 
No, but after that, I I whipped a beard. I'm I, I clearly I still whip facial hair, but oh, yeah. it's like after you know a long period of time where they're like, you cannot do this. It is against the law. It is against the the laws. It's just of a this natural school. reaction. Yeah, you just go the other way. So, um, but the so the way that I took this is that he would definitely be down for more. Of course, if they, you know, if they were like, hey, Kenobi did really well. We feel like we can take this other places. Let's go. And he would be down. And hey, well, Nick, this is another deal where you just sometimes you have to question the powers that be at Disney. Like, why, why chop out your legs already and just, yep, stand yeah. alone. Fuck it. Why not do the four episodes, see where the story goes, see what the reaction is, and then keep it going. I mean, this, this is TV. This is fake storytelling. They could take a week of Obi-Wan's life and turn it into a 10-season show. Oh, yeah, dude. That's what they did with 24, the show. It, it was every one season day. was a day. <laughs> like, and that would be fucking 20 episodes per season. Right. Like, you can definitely make this to it's, where You know it's what I mean, though? Like, they, 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 you know, Kathleen and, and Bob, when he was there, and just, you know, Luke's film Disney with Chappick, the new guy, whatever the fuck his name is. They, they, they make these grand statements that, that kind of just rips the rug out from under them for future stuff. Skywalker saga's over. You're never going to get anything yeah. Skywalker related ever again. Fuck them all. Okay. Yeah, but what does then that mean? Now, like I mean, what? you're having this new show pop up <laughs> right in the middle of the Skywalker stuff. Right. But I mean, here's the thing, and I think that Disney knows, like they, you know, Disney knows that like, hey, we'll play this as it can be a standalone, but if we think that this has legs, we can make more. Um, and that's my that's the way that I position yeah, this. I, I, like, I hope so. I mean, hopefully they're willing to kind of balk at some of their early cl- early claim stances, uh, mantras here. Because yeah. if this is done right, this could overshadow the Mandalorian just because yeah. of the, the people, the character, of the play. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the time, the place, the players in this show. I mean, they are core Star Wars. It is the meat of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you are going to have the potential to see another completely digital version of Tarkin. We know that Anakin Skywalker is going to be in it to some degree. Yeah, whether I mean, people are talking about uh, Commander Cody may show up. It just kind of resolved that relationship. Endless, I mean, endless possibilities. I mean, some of these rumors that we've heard for, for Mando may not even be for Mando. They may be for, for Kenobi. Like, how dare you? It would you? make a ton of sense to see clones in here. Like, yeah. And it, milling it, around, dying off. I mean, it's not like they their chips just blew their heads off. I mean, they they either just aged out in accelerated fashion, or who knows what they're doing. Maybe yeah. some of them did go rogue. Maybe they were like, "What the fuck did we just do?" Yeah. So I think that a lot of this, you know, a lot of the hype that is around Mando is going to surround Kenobi when it when it actually has a firm release date. And rightfully so. I mean, well, there's a lot of potential. I mean, who knows what next year is going to bring with all the, the shit we're dealing with. But True. if they actually yeah. do get this done in spring, there's a great chance this could drop fall 2021. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because uh, Mando S2 finished principal in March. In, yeah, right before Right, lockdown. like literally, uh, I think they said five days before the lock. 
and and they got it done and and they hit the month. I mean, who knows if October 30 was always the day, but October was always the month. They yep. hit it. Notice all the other Disney shows did not hit. I mean, uh, Winter Soldier is supposed to be hitting uh, the the Wand Division or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be out by now. Yeah. Uh, so if they, mean, if they get these Star Wars shows going, the what from what they've learned with the volume, the screens, I think they can get the shoot done in time to have a season, especially if it's only four episodes, ready to yeah. roll fall twenty twenty one. Exactly. So yo, take it to the bank, throw it at the wall. I'm just pulling out all sorts of motherfucking <laughs> leaks. The source is in my mind. It is in his brain. Right. That is. Well, the, we're the we're only not done source. with Kenobi talk yet, and no, not the series, but the character himself, and and yes. that is thanks to one uh, Daisy Ridley, a very mm-hmm. lovely young lady, who is probably bored like most actors and actresses these days, and and she was talking to her buddy Josh Gad. They did a movie together. Uh, he's a good guy. If you don't know who he is, he's a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Olaf. Nick. Yeah, yeah. Nickel Dick. Uh, well, in, he's in, Olaf in Frozen. And Frozen. That's what. That's the... what I was looking for. I couldn't, couldn't remember, so <laughs> I just went right to Nickel Dick. Yeah. Um. But but they kind of did an interview because uh, Gad's been taking over for Kimmel. Kimmel took the whole summer off because he's a rich motherfucker. Uh. But they, they, you know, Gad. He's a big Star Wars fan. He's done some other bits with Daisy to try to get her to divulge information about the sequel trilogy uh when that was going on but they kind of had a talk and they were talking about ray's ray's parentage ray's bloodlines Mm -hmm. and daisy kind of let loose again this goes against what disney was telling us all along that you know palpatine was always planned this that and the other thing that really up until even shooting uh, JJ really didn't know any what he was going to do with Ray's heritage. It sounds yeah. like he clearly was never just going to leave it at nobody. He yeah. felt like he had to tie it to uh, a, a royal Jedi or Force user bloodline. Uh, but initially, it was going to be he was going to work out a, a Kenobi tie. I feel like, in my opinion, if 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 JJ had all three, that could have worked out in a really great fashion. And you can see he was going for that in TFA. I mean, just go back to that force vision she had when she touched the Skywalker blade. The most prominent voice there right. was Kenobi. Right. And it was These both are Alec. your first steps. And like, yeah, like it was Alec and it was Ewan. So he was like that essence of her Kenobi bloodline still lives in that movie. And I think the problem that happened was there was no easy way to bring that back for Tross. And there was no impact that could have been had by her being a kenobi in that movie right so he's like well what what do we have like what can we do and i mean disney can feed you any line that they want to that that palp was playing the whole time we know that's not true because even jj had come out and said like it was after a, a a meal a sit down with with george that he was that george said like well who like you know, who was the, who's been the bad guy this whole time? Like who, who has always been there as the, as the driving evil force in the galaxy throughout the movies. And it was Palpatine like that, that is documented. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this at at length. You and I talked before we came on the the Palpatine to me is the, the worst option. I I think it's awful. It's what we got, whatever. I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, My favorite is still Ray from nowhere. Like I, I, I like that. I like that idea that you don't have to be a motherfucking Skywalker or a Palpatine to be strong in the Force. 
The next one, and this is one that I even did a video on before TLJ came out, and Nick was riding this all through TFA before TLJ too. I was riding it from the very uh, beginning before TFA released. Right, <laughs> Ray being a lost solo, yeah, would have been nice as well. Like a, either you know, bastard child of of Han and a Force user, or, or Leia and somebody, or like I think my spin was. You know that Ray and Ben have such a large age difference that uh, Leia, by the time Ray was born in secret, already knew Ben was lost. Yeah, and didn't just like Obi Wan and Yoda didn't want the the Emperor and Vader to get a hold of the Skywalker twins. Leia was like, you know what? This is going to be the hardest thing I'm going to have to do as a mother, but I need to, to ship this little girl out of our fucking lives. Han can't even really know she has been born or where she's going, this, that, and the other thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that was the, that, that I, was my number one. Yeah. The, the one we got is ultimately is the worst. Yeah. I, I like the solo idea, as you said, with some time and massaging, the Kenobi would have been very interesting. I, I still like the Ray from nowhere because it kind of sets up something different for Star Wars and it honors what TLJ was trying to do. Uh, but here we are. I mean, it is what it is. It's nice to kind of learn these things, but you know, it might leave a little salt in your mouth. Like, why? Like, why? I just don't Palpatine, think Palpatine, Sith, Eternal, Zombie Man. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I mean, one again, Palpatine was George. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna hate somebody for the Palpatine, hate George Lucas. Like, that was literally. His idea. I, I mean, I, I he gave us the prequels, and I don't hate him, so I'm not going to hate him for that. Yeah. But if if that's the the story, then sometimes you got to wonder, like, what what the fuck is George doing? Yeah, I mean, that's like that's that's not <laughs> that is good, a question. It's not that, really that good storytelling. Often it, been asked of, of George Lucas. because ultimately it it, sh- it shits on the culmination of 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 his six movies. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, I uh, mean, and and look, you know, if he would have had the opportunity to make the sequel trilogy, then maybe he would have, I think he would have probably worked the Palpatine angle if he was going to do that from the beginning, right. like made it more obvious that like Palpatine uh, of course, is still here. Of course. Like, I mean, there's ways to do the Palpatine thing, right? But we've talked about this. They didn't do much right with this trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I, I feel like with a, again, with a unified vision that you're working through from the beginning anything could have worked better than how it eventually yeah. played out. Like you could have had the Palpatine no, angle Ray, work better. You're a Palpatine. You, like you could have had many things work better if you would have just had a cohesive vision through the whole thing, but we didn't, that's not what we got. We didn't get a cohesive vision. Like I would have been fine if JJ had all three or Ryan had all three or Colin had all three. And the story was Palpatine is still alive and she is a descendant. And if if that's the story you're telling from opening moment to end, then I feel yeah, like there's, you have, there's ways to make it work and be really good. Yeah. You have essentially eight and a half hours to sell me that plus <laughs> maybe nine hours. And, and basically oh what happened was you took two hours and 25 minutes to try to sell me that she was a Palpatine. And it just wasn't enough time. Yeah. Like you, you did not it, have it, enough. It, it never feels authentic. It, it feels weird. It, it, it cheapens her. It even cheapens Palpatine. It cheapens Vader. It is weird. Whatever. It, it gets me sad the more I talk about it. So uh, we've been droning on for almost two hours now, but it, it's that time, my friend. It is that time. No Ray Kenobi. 
She's Ray Palpatine, Ray Skywalker, whatever the fuck you want to call her. Probably never see her again. But it doesn't matter because we are moving into the infamous, the iconic, the undeniably awesome Star Wars Time Show fan segment. And no, it's not just the uh, heaping praise upon all of you Star Wars artists out there. It has grown into something much larger. Not only do you get to see some amazing Star Wars fan art, be it toy photography or real-ass paint, but now you have the chance to be featured on the show yourself. That's right. We have our question to the fan segment every week. Nick drops a question on Instagram and asks for you to answer it. And if we like your answer or we think your answer is really stupid, we will read it on the show and let you know if you're smart or stupid. We are not. <laughs> this is not a good segment for your self-esteem. Okay? True. We Very also, true. in this segment do Nick's battle bracket updates. All right. We're, we're in the battle bots right now. So he's going to give us update on, uh, the battle of infamous star Wars droids. Uh, we've had a few more uh, bouts out there, a few more winners, a few more losers. So we'll cover that too. And then we will wrap with the bread and butter. Yes. The top five star Wars fan arts features of the week. So if you want to get in on the fan segment, if you're new to the show, hopefully we do have new listeners here and there. Uh, otherwise, I'm just essentially saying the same thing over and over again to the diehards. But if you want to get in on this fun, top five, tag us. Hashtag Star Wars Time Show on Instagram and tag the account at Star Wars Time Show uh, and you'll be set. Follow, turn on notifications for us. Nick usually drops the question of the week Sunday, Monday. Uh, top five selections go out Monday or Tuesday, depending on how much he's drank. Yes, All that right. was pretty much it. Last so, night he had a few too many whiskey shots. Yes, I we, we have a, 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 a mixology. It's like a, a bartender set now. I got it for Taylor's birthday. Yeah, so he's been making Manhattans. That, and, that's uh, what Nick does after the show. Like if he doesn't have any contract work, he just starts mixing drinks until yeah, next Tuesday. Whiskey sours in Manhattans <laughs> until I pass out. Yeah, he, then he goes to bed by 10 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, all so, right, man, let me switch the screens around here. We'll get the old slack up. I guess I should have prepped this before. Uh, prep work is not our favorite. No, part, hell no. So. Fuck that shit. Who does that? All right. She's up. What do you want to start with? Question of the week? Because that's kind of how you had it loaded. Or do you want me to yeah, scroll down just, to the battle bot? We can just go question of the week right. first, and then we will give our there it battle is. updates. Did any course. spelling errors this week? Let me see. Check it out for me, because there may be. <laughs> All right. So here's a question, Nick Pros, and we got some good answers. I can't wait to read Darth Hideous's. It was a great one. I, I, at this he's point, he's essentially writing scripts for me. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the question is, what is your favorite non-Skywalker saga piece of content, <laughs> which is tough, if you really think about it. So think movies, games, TV series, books. Why? So right. basically the, what I, cause I, I know that Joe Klondike asked about, you know, is this considered Skywalker or not? So I consider Skywalker saga content, the movies like one through nine. Uh, okay. So like clone wars, I wouldn't consider Skywalker saga content, even though the main character is Anakin, but mostly I'm talking about the nine movies. Interesting. So, First up, a good response here in our stories from Scissor Me Xerxes. And that is, he says, the, the Darth Plagueis novel by James Lucino. And he says, no, I do not consider it to be part of the Skywalker saga. Agreed. This book is a saga unto itself. So, yes, I agree with you. So anything for again, for me, anything outside of the nine numbered films. <laughs> oh, I love it. Keep reading this. This is good. Yeah, he it. says, 
The novel masterfully takes the jumbled <laughs> mess of ideas that are TPM and AOTC and makes the whole chain of events actually oh, make sense. Wow, that'd be nice. Spanning over 30 years, we get to see the Sith Master plan go from a vague concept to Plagueis Insidious making it yeah. a reality. It shows the two Sith convincing Sypha Diaz to order the clone army, fanning Dooku's allu- uh, uh, disillusionment of the Jedi Order and generally clowning on the Jedi Order and the Senate in every way. Plagueis and Sidious do all of this while leading double lives and being in- insanely outnumbered by their enemies. Not to mention that this book has the most badass Darth Sidious action scenes slash massacres of all time. Lastly, even though it's no longer canon, which is true, it's not canon anymore, it's legends, uh, none of the new canon stuff contradicts any of the events of this novel, and the audiobook is narrated by the best voice imaginable. I don't know who does Does the, Ian the do it? Does McDermott uh, read the book? I'll let me see who does it. I'll look. I, I, up I would assume that's what he's going at because I mean, otherwise, that's a pretty ominous uh, comment. But I, I would assume he he does it then. I don't know, man. I, I obviously uh, yeah. words and shit aren't my thing, but it, it it does sound fantastic. I mean, anything that can try to make the prequels make more sense is sounds good to me. It's it's always welcome. Yeah, I, I mean that's why I like the this final season of Clone Wars and the Clone Wars in general. It it, it made the prequels seem relevant. It it had, at one point it was free on uh on like if you have a you know an Amazon Prime subscription, it was one of like the free Prime books you get. And I, I believe that I still have it. So um, I may have to go back and, and read it. It was narrated by Daniel Davis. So it was not, it was not narrated by um, uh, Ian McDermott himself. Gotcha. But, but, uh, That's a good one. Good, good yeah. reply there, Scissor. Way to go. I mean, and, and like, again, like it doesn't have to be canon content or anything like this. Like this is a novel that I've wanted to read for a very long time that I admittedly still own and have not yeah lucino <laughs> did some good stuff back in those di- uh, back in those days yeah so. he did he he was great especially in like later in the canon with your uh, legacy of the four series very very good writer very good writer. all right up next and uh, <laughs> do you think this is a play on grief carga this name yeah oh yeah grief, grief cardboard, cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love people i wish i could be as imaginative of people on social media like uh, grief cardboard i love it Yes. Uh, Going new canon Thrawn, specifically the first book Thrawn. I like this version of Mithra Naruto and his intro into the Empire was great. I'm also about two thirds through Chaos Rising. And this book is great. It really dives into the Chiss military and politics. Yeah, I've I've said this multiple times for those of you who are fans of the old EU and, you know, are now kind of crestfallen because it no longer is considered canon. This is the way you get into it. Like, if you want to get into new canon, new expanded universe novels, go with Thrawn because it's still Timothy Zahn. He has resurrected this character perfectly with the original, like with the new original trilogy of Thrawn and then Treason or Thrawn and then whatever the other two, Treason's the last one. I can't remember the name of them. Alliances, Thrawn, Alliances, and then Treason. And then now with Chaos Rising, like uh, grief cardboard says you get this in-depth look at the chiss ascendancy it's really oh my a great, god i want to make that reads. my next fantasy football team the grief cardboards i think i accidentally caught him twice because he responded to both the story and he responded to the 
right. Like the actual post itself, so I'll delete Well, this one's responses. mine because this comes from our buddy Star Wars Toys 73, a.k.a. Bossa Jan, a.k.a. Darth Hideous. Yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Star Wars Time Show is my favorite non-Skywalker content. <laughs> the winner right there. This guy, ding, ding, ding. Someone send him a fucking trophy. Aces. But here he goes. Second is the Thrawn novels. I'm assuming Rogue One is Skywalker since it's got Vader and Leia in it. So fuck you guys. But then so does the Thrawn book. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Movie is Rogue One. Book is the first Thrawn. Comic is Son of Dathomir. Game is BF2. Podcast is fuck you. <laughs> so that is a very classic well, thank you Bastajan. we love you too buddy i know that was sent with nothing but love yeah uh, i understand how you talk because i'm i'm kind of the same way I, I i talk like a a drunken sailor most of the day uh but no that, that was a good one there i, I like how he kind of tackled that and i like how he you know he he gets it uh, the more uh the, the more star wars time show dick you suck <laughs> the more attention you get 100 percent so. true so uh good story responses there we're moving on to our post responses so uh one from nostalgic adam here says kotor anything from that era some of my best memories are when i yeah, was that, growing that's up definitely non-skywalker content no yeah doubt. definitely not so kotor one yeah, and me too. two on and those are games at this point in time someone just uh, redo them and redo yeah. them and just use the ghost of tsushima engine thank you next so i think i think there was because like with these old games what usually happens is you have modders or independent designers that just start to do it on their own right and like they they had a guy i remember a while ago who was remaking kotor one in unreal 4 unreal engine 4. is he doing like a like a a straight clone or is he a full game remake right and I would and, take that. Like, I know some people are like, oh, you know, you know, why not, why not try some more modern types of, uh, I think of game he, design? I'd be like, I don't fucking care. Just, just make KOTOR 1, but with uh, 2020, 2021 game tech. Yeah. I, so it got nuked, though. Of course. Um, Lucasfilm doesn't fuck Luke, with that Lucasfilm shit. Lucasfilm shut him down. I, I mean, uh, Nico in here is getting cease and desist for, for selling Star Wars toy photography prints. I mean, dude, it's sad because I would have really liked to see that. So it's it, they shut it down at the end of 2018, but the guy had been working on it for a while. Yeah, a bunch um, of dickheads. At least, at least two years. And um, the guy, I think, I don't know if it was a real studio or if it was something else, but um, the guy said, this was his quote, Lucasfilm has shut down Aperion, the ambitious Unreal 4 remake of BioWare's classic. He says, it's with great sadness today uh, that I'm posting this. I recently received a letter from Lucasfilm instructing Poem Studios, so that was him, uh, to end the production of the remake. After All a few right. days, I've exhausted my options to keep it afloat, but we know that this was a possibility, and it okay. shut down. Nick, Boom. here's what I'm going to say. Like, obviously, this, this person, his team, they're, they're, they're pretty smart fucking people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if you don't know a, a software developer, you probably don't get it, but they're some of the most intelligent motherfuckers on the planet. Uh, they literally know how to tell machines what to do. Okay. Yeah. How does someone with this level of, of intelligence 
spend all those man hours doing something that anyone with common sense knows is going to get shut down. I don't know. On man. what fucking I mean, planet did, did, do you think you could take the Star Wars license, do what you want with it, and then give it to people? Like, what, what the fuck? I, yeah, I don't know if, like, he thought he could just, like, what really happened was he was doing it under the radar by himself, and then it got out in the news. Yeah. Like, the people started making articles about it, like, look at this, oh, these are going to it's gonna be fucking awesome and then lucasfilm caught on and that was See, it i still you wonder know? like i would think you're as long as you're fucking with something you've paid for it and you're not trying to redistribute or sell or make money you would think that he would have been fine so he must have been trying to market it in a way like yeah you guys are going to be able to play this at some point in time yeah versus this is just a a hobby of mine that i'm doing yeah, a thing for me to do and play with. But I guess, you know, yeah. after the press really started getting right. under it, the, they cracked you know, down. They, they Still, what an down, idiot. So. I mean, great idea, but just stupid, stupid yeah. planning there. Okay, uh, up next, Camino in Customs, Ewok movies, like- Caravan of Courage, and Battle for Endor. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sindel, Tarek, uh, do people even remember those things? Dude, Wil- Wilford Brimley just died. I mean, that was one of my favorite yeah. Wilford Brimley roles as he plays with Noah, right? Yeah. He had that little alien. What was the fucking alien's name? He could like run really fast. Did you watch uh, these, Nick? I mean, these, these would have been. I them when I was a young child because we had them on fucking. Right. <laughs> like, I, I just always remember the one VHS. with uh, Lord Sarek or I think it was, it, it, no, Sarek's Star Trek. I think it was like Tarek and that witch that could turn into a raven. And Sindel was a little girl, and her family was like crash land on the planet, and they link up with the Ewoks. There's do- yep. there's a uh, ah fuck Blurgs are in it. That's where yeah, Blurgs that was the came first from. time you saw Blurgs. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, that's that, that's kind of a, a deep cut from Camino and Customs. Yep, yep. So good call out there. Next one up we have is press pause photography. He says, "Ooh, good question. I'd have to go with Force Unleashed or Clone Wars if that counts outside of Sor- uh, Skywalker Saga. Yes, it does. Specifically, Siege of Mandalore and Yoda's final arc in season six. So he he was actually a fan of the like the the lost the lost chapters. Mi- yeah the lost missions or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, because they I mean there were some good Yoda moments in there. There there was that. Oh that yeah, I mean he's end. got I think a three or four episode arc three, where three he essentially episode. goes and learns from Force beings about the Force. That's how he learns that Qui Gon is still kind of mixing it up. Exactly. Uh, no, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I mean, Clone Wars is the shit. Force I mean, like he leash. went. That was like his first time going to Dagobah. I believe was in that. Yeah, I, I can't the- remember. I'm, I've basically paused my Clone Wars rewatch for some reason. There's just so much <laughs> fucking shit to watch. It's ridiculous. It is. It's a lot. It's and a and lot my wife of and I, we're we're going backwards in time. Like I said last week. I mean, we're we're committed to the Sopranos at this point. So yeah, uh, almost I mean, done hey. with the first season. Uh, and then and Force Unleashed, I mean, we've talked about this yeah. multiple times on the podcast. I mean, it's kick one of the better kick ass games. Star Wars games made in the last right. 20 years. So. F Stop Rebel. I'm currently reading Thrawn. A lot of words and shit people here. For the second time, Tron. for the Tron, not Thrawn. Oh, Tron. For the, uh, <laughs> he, he must be in The Sopranos. Like, yo, I'm reading the Tron book. Yeah. Right? So he's reading Tron for the second time. Jesus. I can't even play video games two times, let alone read a book <laughs> twice. Uh, I love the intense development and focus on this character that was not featured or mentioned in the originals. 
yet fits in seamlessly. It gives you a look inside Thrawn's mind, which is really enjoyable. It reminds me of what I used to enjoy about the EU while reading something that is considered canon. So yeah, a lot yeah. of Thrawn, Thrawn bros and girls out Dude, there. It's it's good shit, man. I'm, I'm sure it is, you. but ain't ain't gonna ain't gonna jive with me. You gotta get the audio. You gotta do like Bossajan and just have the book read to you. Holy but, shit! Uh, look at this. We got it. So we got a double. A tone. A double, double. It, it, it's the commenting or the fan question all-stars tag team this one go ahead nick so tones opens up with everything about rogue one from the story to the characters this is this movie encompasses everything about star wars without it being a saga movie quote unquote um it has such a short amount of time to introduce you to the characters and get you to care for them but it totally succeeds. The ending is probably my ultimate favorite of any Star Wars uh, made, movie made to date. I'm old enough to have seen all the Star Wars movies in the cinema, and I never thought I'd experience the thrill and exhaustion like I did when it came out, uh, when I came out of A&H slash ESB some 30 plus years ago, and uh, R1 proved me wrong. So Rogue One right up there with ESB for me now, an absolutely outstanding movie. There you go. And then... Uh, action figure new one of our other commenters has come in and agreed here he says <laughs> i'd have to agree with it. this one i thought rogue one was so refreshing i really love the more grounded aspect of it plus the fight on scarif was so epic uh such a multi-tiered experience very engaging and a lot of fun to watch might be my favorite star wars movie and, and that's really i mean I, I think at this point in time that is the general consensus I think that uh, from that, the Star Wars fandom, even even the, the trolls and the normal people that that Rogue One is the best thing Disney has put out so far. Yeah. But and I think that like when, when people talk about Disney Star Wars and everything like that, they conveniently leave that out. And I mean, but even like they leave out TFA, they leave out Mando, they leave out Clone Wars season seven. Like people like to to shit on Disney because yes, they did ultimately fuck up the, the last, you know, the, the end of the sequel trilogy. Um, but they put out quality ass work. Yeah, like people they do. All right. They're, yeah, they're like, not batting a thousand, but they're not batting a hundred either. So, yeah. I mean, after Tia, like you have to remember, like we, we wrote out TFA and then Rogue one and people were like, Disney is they know what they're doing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, Disney's like, and then 2017 happened and everyone's like, ah, yeah. Like after TLJ came out is when, when shit really started to hit the fan. And then obviously the fan exploded and shit went everywhere at the end of 2019. There's, there's so, so much star Wars poo now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, I, I still hold on to the, the good memories <laughs> and the good content that is out there. boy. So. All right, next one, another big one here. Jesus. Yeah, so this is from... from That's our Lima buddy Lima. He's, he's a Discorder. Yes, he's in our Discord, and he goes... Uh, he says, the Clone Wars for sure. The time period is set in... Uh, this one's so Was, long, Nick. You keep reading. I'm going to go take my scheduled piss of the cast. <laughs> there, go ahead. I can still go, hear yeah. you. So it says, the time period it is set in was the nexus for everything interesting in Star Wars lore. It had vestiges of the Old Republic, uh, the Jedi, the Sith, and their dogmatic understanding of the Force. It also foreshadowed what was to come uh, for the galaxy, Seeds of the Rebellion, the lawlessness outside of the Ivory Tower that was Coruscant, and a more eclectic understanding and practice of the Force. My cat's rubbing her face against the microphone, sorry. Um, it was also a time where no one was really morally infallible. 
um this made this made the series uh doubly interesting because if one would start to take a look at the motivations behind what people were doing more often than not you'd find at least to some degree that their intentions were justified or with good reason it was not just black and white lastly you all know how much i love clones you see it in my photography I think that comes from the fact that most people could easily identify with the average grunt just trying to do one's duty honorably, but at the same time feeling conflicted knowing that there were uh, that they were caught in between forces in a situation where the lines between right and wrong were almost completely blurred, as in real life. I mean, that was a very okay, yeah. Uh, Lima detailed is, and thought out is by far response. the most intelligent Star Wars Time Show fan we have. Uh, he's smarter than both hosts. Very well yeah. spoken. Uh, and this guy should be like a Star Wars psychologist. Yeah, with, that was with a, that breakdown. I mean, that is a I mean, fucking that was like detailed a, analysis. That was, that was like a fun, uh, like a felony level breakdown of like, you know, the vestiges of the old Republic, you know, of, of the old the Republic. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Dogmatic understanding That's of the deep force, shit. eclectic, you know. Using a lot of big words and shit in there, I feel like if 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 you I'm know, surprised you our... could even read it. Like you're saying some of these words, and I was like, oh, I'm glad Nick's like, reading. I'm taking the vestige. What is <laughs> yeah, like what is morally infallible? Uh, wow, I, 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 you know what the fuck that means, but yeah, We're it getting... sounds good. But no, well, I mean, that's good Lima stuff. Ford I like that. I like well does, thought out. I mean, well thought out. Star Wars fans are always good. It is a like the Clone Wars is definitely one of those pieces of content, <laughs> and like at, at this point, it's like it, it's more than just a piece of content. It is a, it is a necessary uh, watch for Star Wars oh, yeah. fans. It, of it any definitely type. has has become that with with season seven for sure. So yeah. I, I think that's it for our responses. That is it for uh, our response. Now we're going to get into a brief update on the Battle of the Bots uh, before yes. we round out and close out this episode 128 with our top five fan art features. So exactly. there's the first so, one, Nick, just in order. It was the Battle of, I guess, Compatriots, uh, yes. Seps, the Droidica, and the B2. The Droidica and the B2, yes. So uh, this was like me, you and I talked about this one a little bit before the uh, the end of the show last last week. But this is going to be hard for anyone to beat the Droidica out in this uh, particular bracket is what the general consensus is. And it was shown in this battle. 74% for the yeah. Droidica, 26 for B2. Um, there, our voter turnout is lowering week over week, so I think I may have to move away from these these battle brackets after this one's done. I know hey, that dude, there it's are some just other ideas I mean, our account in general has lost most of its organic reach that we had for almost two years. I mean, it's yes, I I know what you mean. I mean, even the comments on the question were down. Uh, maybe it's just a, an indication of how bad we truly do suck. Uh, I never it, know. It, like people are like, "Hey, you guys are interesting," and then. We don't really get a lot of views on the live stream. We've been stuck at about 500 listens per episode for a couple months now. No new it's, ratings on the podcast platform. So what is it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, here's the thing is that it, uh, like, people are seeing it. So you can see at the bottom of the screen, uh, screenshot. They just don't give a fuck. They just don't hit the button. <laughs> That's they what don't I'm hit saying. The, they don't click, make the extra click yeah, to, we've, to vote. We've, so, worn like, out getting... our, we've worn out our welcome, my friend. I, I think yeah. uh, the fans we get in the live stream, that's about it. I, I don't think we're going to grow much beyond 
what we uh, garnered this this lockdown period and by going on the Pandora. But hey, it is what it is. We'll we'll take the fans that we got. They just yeah, need to start so, going out there and repping us like all these uh, all the KRT people and the other other sites that get thousands of listens and views. Sweetie, my my kitty cat is very much looking for attention right now. Oh, I see. But um, so. Like I said, it's, it was 44 votes for Droidica, 16 votes for the B2, so not a lot. Ellie, I need to move you, sweetie. You're going to knock my mic the, over. The Droidica at this point is my, that's who's going to win it. Uh, that fucker won me gas last night. I mean, if it weren't for Droidica and Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, I, I would never have unlocked General Anakin. I mean, he is a, a very fucking well, man. He, like, he is a the man. The Droidica is, is nuts. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll see if there's any notable voters for the B2 here. Baron's Black Series, first up. Klondike Studios, Nico Tronis, Sir Dork, Miss Geeky Jam. There were quite a few yeah. notable voters for the B2 Super Battle Droid. Now I'd like you guys to explain yourselves a little oh, bit. They, they've know? all tuned out by now. I mean, I can see yeah. in the live stream statistics, I think we're talking to Greg, and that's it. There we go. At, at least, least at least here. on the live stream. We know our buddy Greg will at least stay tuned yeah, in. But so. you can literally, I, I almost need to take a screenshot of the of the uh the graph going here that shows active listeners and it's basically at zero right now i think it's you know once we <laughs> once they, they 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 tune in for a little bit yeah they hear what they want to like, hear and they, they yell at me because they don't like this opinion or that opinion then they they duck out <laughs> they like, know that it's a that it's a long haul so like we'll catch part of it on the live stream we'll catch the the next half on there the on the podcast yeah, all i care about is you guys not catching aids so thank yeah. you stay safe all right so um, droidica wins that one next up we have hk47 our number two yeah. seed versus uh l3 from solo our number seven seed and that was a pretty handy beat down as well 67 yeah. for hk47 33 percent for elite this was 40 votes to 20 so we're averaging like 60 votes on these here unfortunate for these two um and then notable elite voters because i'm only doing the losers for these uh, notable elite voters. There may not be any. lights, camera, tentacles. Okay, Sir Dork again. Uh, Miss Geeky Gem again. Tones. Matt Jessup. Barons Black Series. I feel like we have some underdog voters in here, and they, they've shown themselves. Barons Black Series. Sir Dork and Miss Geeky Gem are going to stick around, and they're going to vote for the underdogs. See if we can pull an upset here. But unfortunately, neither of the underdogs pulled out a win in this one. HK47 moving on, as well as the Droidica. I think that's the correct result yeah. though i do probably so I, I i would agree with you there so uh the results are now going to bring us into a uh a k2so versus an r2d2 matchup for one of our semifinals. Uh, right. and then we're also going to have an hk 47 versus a droidica um, so very so I'm going to, I'm going to guess that we end up with a championship round of Droidica and K2. And K2, so you think that, that K2 is going to unseat the most popular droid here yeah, in R2? I, I have a feeling. I, well, now they just said it, I'm sure it won't happen. So <laughs> uh, I just, I just ultimately changed the future right there. Yeah, you may have you may have just altered the timeline, but oh, those hold are on, let, let me do a roll call here. You know, I'm sitting here bitching. They're still here. Look, it just popped Some... up again. Big Amish sixty nine. This is his there first live go. stream. Uh, he's been listening on Pandora. That's amazing. Someone actually uh, listens to the show on on podcast platforms. 
There we go. Tones is still, you know, Tones is still here. True Tones. Perry's up in it. Dr. Ball, Devin, Liam showed up. We found out where Liam was at, by the way. Young Liam's Liam. has got school. Man. Yeah, well, we knew that, but it was like four or five o'clock. We we're like, yeah, where is he? And it's, he's, he's a soccer player. So there we go. Uh, he's out trying to catch COVID on the pitch. <laughs> but yeah see people stick around. i think what happens is people just take a nap halfway through and they wake up they're like all right they're still going they're i'm not gonna lie there like i had to piss really bad and I, I was starting to lose focus that's why i had to get up like i i had to dedicate <laughs> i had to divert kind of like in squadrons where you're you're diverting shield power to lasers yes i had to divert some brain focus power to hold back my bladder so i had to let it rip <laughs> now now i'm focusing again and that's a good thing nick because we are moving into the final segment of the show, and that is everyone's favorite segment, at least Twinkle Tits. And that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. As you know, if you tag us on Instagram, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, tag the account throughout the week. Every morning, I'll drop 12 of my most favorite shot or tags. Uh, who knows? I mean, at this point in time, the feature folder is approaching 200. You people are knocking this shit out of the park. There's more people using the tag. So fear not. I'm still putting out stuff from August from you as well as new stuff from September. But that's the deal. I'll line up 12 shots a day at the end of the week. My friend here, uh, Chewbacca Caminita. He will look through all of those posts and he will select five of his favorite to honor on an episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Indeed. Uh, and that's where so, we're at right now, buddy. So here's the top five. Who we got? First up, we have at Tuscan Milk Bar. I think he's been a. All of these have either been featured maybe one time before or. Well, here's brand the deal on uh, Tuscan, someone that just wasn't using the tag for whatever reason i mean this just happens to, i know i shouldn't take it personally i mean super scoundrel has been forgetting the tag because i'm a star wars narcissist i feel like it's a personal dig at me in the star wars time show <laughs> i know that's not the case i'm trying to explain to you people i'm fucking crazy yeah i is. truly Madison. think Nick and I should be just as big, if not bigger, than some of these other fucking fan bozos that do this dumb shit in their free time. I am not kidding. I think it's a fucking crime we haven't popped. But I'm a realist. We clearly haven't popped for a reason, so we're not that great. But I do take it personally when I see accounts that did use our tag stop using it, or the bigger accounts that just never use the tag. I take it as an affront on myself. They're, they're insulting us right. by doing it right. personally. So, so, so take that yeah. however you want. It's crazy. But at least I can recognize my craziness. Yes. So uh, Tuscan Milk Bar here has a fantastic <laughs> wartime. I like these wartime shots that we get with stormtroopers and, and Imperial officers. So what we see is a, uh, is a, is a I guess it's a squad of stormtroopers in, in a ditch, in a trench that they've dug. And it looks like one of the Imperial officers could be General Veers is kind of looking off into the distance, uh, maybe scouting out a potential uh, town that they're about to assault, maybe looking at their uh, entrenched rebel enemies across from them as well. And you have all members of the squadron just kind of relaxing a bit. It's almost like the, the World War I, World War II days where you would hear 
stories of like entrenched enemies basically singing songs yeah, back and forth I mean, to they're, each they're, other. I mean, they're just missing, pissing in a, in a tin can and, and smoking a cig, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good scene. I, I need to do some scenes like this. I mean, scenes with multiple figures do tend to draw people's eyes to them more than just a, a static portrait, which is kind of my my go-to. Uh, I did a session this weekend with the Remnant Stormtrooper. Actually shared a shot last night. Didn't do shit, but go. hey, I put it out there, portrait static shot. But what I'm saying, it's, it's just a nicely staged scene. Looks like you got a little squirt of some atmosphere aerosol in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Good posing. I, I do like the commander, and I think that's the Veers figure. Uh, in, in that background, kind of out of focus, it just it, it just ties the scene together. But I, I need to get out, get some fucking mud, and dig myself a trench. Because trench scenes yeah. seem to be the way to go if you want to pack you in a bunch of stormtroopers. He's like, Papa, what is, what is in your ditch that I need to have in my ditch? <laughs> I'll never be able to replicate Papa's ditch. I mean, that, that guy makes some magic. I, I'm not going to take the fucking time that he does to do that <laughs> stuff. And that's why he's a, he's a mega account. I, I get it. I mean, in the end, I bitch a lot about things. I, I just, I pretty much get the reaction I think I deserve these days. I mean, in a three to 500, nothing, none, nothing I put out is really that dynamic. Let's be real. He needs a spark of inspiration. Maybe maybe I'm, Mando season two. Will I'm never gonna it Nick. It's uh, the hobby's so broke for me now. It's it's work. <laughs> That's how I look at it. It's like oh, I gotta do toys. So I I fucked it up officially. Uh, but moving on here, we got we we have some real ass paint. Yeah, real ass paint. Actually, in two back to back top fives coming up. But the first one here is from Republic Forces on Instagram, and it's a really awesome clone, you know, piece of art. And I feel like. This may be like an actual hand-drawn thing because if you look at, you know, the shading, it looks like it's actually done with either like colored pencil, maybe maybe like markers. Um, some of the lines drawn look like hand-drawn lines. So this is a very well-done uh, portrait-style uh, piece of art of a, a clone trooper. And it's, it's a red clone variant, so it's not like fully red armor, but it's got the red um highlights to it like uh, a lot of the other you know clone units had their particular colors yeah these these guys were the shock troopers right i mean these are the ones that that specifically stuck with palpatine uh they were on mustafar to scoop up uh, you, you know crispy skywalker yes uh, but yeah, yes. he did kind of add some looks like gave him a i don't know it he's almost, got like a knife holster up on his yeah, shoulder oh yeah that's what i was going to say he's got yeah. like a, a cool looking pair of suspenders on no, it's like, yeah, it's the, like right up towards his left shoulder, you have a, like a knife holster. So you can pull out the knife. He's holding his pistol down in his left hand. And then with the right, you got the, uh, the uh, I guess it's the long gun kind of slung over the shoulder. It's just a really clean representation of a clone trooper from the from the Republic. Yeah, and days. I mean, anytime we get real-ass paint, it, it's, it's, it's sorcery to us. Yeah, I mean, the it kind here, of blows our mind. And this one, I, I do believe this was a, a straight hand sketch. Looks like it might have been colored in with even markers. Yeah, that's what uh, I, I don't know. Too. It's just it's just sharp. I mean, how do you fucking draw a line straight? I'm being serious. Yeah. I, I'm trying uh-huh. to teach my, my, my daughter how to, uh, you know, some penmanship, which is kind of an oxymoron because I can't write. Like, uh, my handwriting is straight diarrhea. it's always been bad i mean i I remember in second grade my teacher yelling at me like hey matt if you don't hold the pencil right you're gonna write like shit the rest of your life and she was correct 
Uh, if you're on the live stream, see how my wrist is bent? This is how I hold a pencil to this day at 40 years old. It, I, I basically write like I have a crab claw for a hand. I know a lot of people who do that. Okay, it, it's just... I know, just, I'm like a, And then when I do that, and I can barely even write coherent words anymore. And it's, 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 it's a combination of just poor handwriting. And my brain has no tolerance for writing out words anymore. Dude, it, it takes too long. Like I'll just text yeah. it. I'll type it. I need keyboard. Keyboard's quicker. That's the thing is like, I'm so out of practice writing that like, sometimes I'll be like in the middle of writing something in, in cursive and I just forget what I'm doing. Like, I forget how to do it. I'm like, holy shit. Cursive? And it takes me a second. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I don't even think they teach that shit anymore. No, but, they don't, from what I understand. But I'm sitting here, like, me. my handwriting is maybe one step above my four-year-old daughter, who's still has really poor, poor, like, nothing straight. Everything's wonky. You know, coloring like she's going to be a psychopath. Like, there's no <laughs> in-the-line shit. She's like, ah! And she's, so, she's like, well, be, I think she's going to be like me in that department where, you know, we're, we're somewhat intelligent, but the, the art stuff just didn't carry missed, over. Yeah, <laughs> like, not it's just not in. there. But, uh, so uh, for this one, for this, uh, Republic forces piece, it is a drawing. So it's a custom drawing. He says, um, in this particular drawing is of trace. So this is the, the named clone trooper trace. Um, and the reference pick that he used was actually from one of our uh, multiple time features, Operators of the Republic. And he, Oh, he yeah, has, that's right. I forgot that was in the initial caption. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it, the initial caption is really awesome because he actually did use the Star Wars Time Show hashtag, um, which is good because we know he's a, a, a listener and a follower. Or, of yeah, or he, he, caught, he caught the virus or the Star Wars Time Show virus from somewhere. Yeah, and he I'm says... It is... We're slowly permeating to people that weren't keyed in from the start, but it's, yep. it's the speed will never be to my liking. It's yeah. never enough for me. You know, uh, I just, he, come he, on, keep giving me more. It looks like I was just <laughs> shoving two big dicks in my mouth on the camera. Yeah. So. But it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see because oh. he uses our tag and he says, I was inspired to take my art and drawing to the next level by some amazing artists here on Instagram. And he tags like super scoundrel operators and some of the other artists that we featured on our page and stuff. So, um, really awesome to Sweet. see him using the hashtag, uh, yeah. calling out some of the, the, right. the big artists that we featured on our page. So awesome stuff. Republic.forces, uh, 1800 followers. Now, hopefully he gets some more, uh, de deservedly. So, cause he, he does some really amazing work. So, um, at, uh, Republic dot forces oh, got, on Instagram. just real quick from the peanut gallery. We got young Liam who is going to start taking some uh, digital media courses. I'm guessing Photoshop and some there other Adobe go. products. So uh, Liam, give yourself about six more months. You'll be blowing most of us out of the pond, pal. Dude, uh, but that Photoshop. software sucks. Get ready to stab your eyes out. Photoshop is a very powerful tool. If you can get good with it, like I used to know how to use Photoshop because I took courses when I was in college and I just haven't been able to use it recently. I don't have a version of it. Haven't had a well, version I of mean, it. Well, I mean, they, they went to that subscription bullshit. Yeah, which, which exactly. I, I just, I think is vomit. Like these software companies are jobbing us all because of other subscriptions that we're just used to now. Yeah, uh, it's insane. So. To you, what is it? What, to, to to get the full Adobe suite, uh, Devin. I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm assuming you have it, or if you paid for it in quotes, I believe it's like a three to five hundred dollars a year. 
Yeah, it's expensive. And you used to be able to buy like a creative suite. Yes. For like that amount. Yeah, it'd be like CS6 or whatever. And that's yours. And And if you want to upgrade, you upgrade. Now you literally have to just subscribe. And I guess they give you minor upgrades throughout the year. I don't know. I I don't like it. But yeah, you yeah, get good. I, I mean, if I learned it too, I probably could do a lot more. It'd probably open up my imagination. But I am finding these days I am becoming a not, not a dinosaur tech. I mean, I, I'm never going to be one of these old people like, oh, what's that machine? And they're talking about a computer. It, it's just it's software that makes no sense. It's harder to keep up with. It's software. it's insane. Like its menu system is fucking nuts. Uh, the terminology is fucking nuts. I hate it. Why are we talking about? It? Let's move on to the next piece. Next piece is from Kylie Ann Art at Kylie, K-Y-L-E-E-A-N-N-A-R-T on Instagram. Right. She has a beautiful Amazing. portrayal. Amazing. It is. Of, oh, my God. Like, I of, want, Nick, you know what I, you know how I feel about this alien species. Oh, yes. This, I, I want to lick my screen right now. <laughs> so what we're. Like, I just want to give her a kiss. Are, like, this is a saucy looking Ahsoka. Real ass Rebels paint. Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. Like season seven, Mando geared up Ahsoka. Just looking like a queen. Yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, we've seen many beautiful portrayals of Ahsoka in real ass paint form from many different featured artists. This might be my favorite because it is so realistic in the way that she is portrayed. And and then all of the just the tiny, tiny details, like the the creases in her leku coming off of her head, like the like the the cut details, you know, the tone in her arms and just the the, the, the hue of the sabers reflecting off her back and her Uh hips, Uh, just the, the the overall smoothness. Like, uh, Devin's still in here. Devin, we need some real ass paint insights. Yeah. What, what, are we, uh, what are we looking at here? I mean, is this like, uh, I'm assuming this is all digital. I don't, I don't think this is vector based. Uh, this is, this is the magic, right? This, this is the sorcery Nick and I talk about. Yeah. Uh, but, but I Kylie mean, and Nick was following us. She just doesn't tag us. Uh, so I found her in Explore. It was, I, I, I try to go to Explore a couple times a week just to either find a brand new account or just some accounts that, that we've been missing that don't tag us. And yeah, I know I, I sound like a shithead with a tag. And a lot of it is we just won't see your stuff because yeah, of Instagram. Just, I mean, I, I try oh, to gee. follow some accounts to follow us. We just won't see it. I love seeing this type of stuff. So I, I know sometimes I sound like an asswipe, but use the tag. Kylie, please look at this thing. Yeah. This is this is uh, as beautiful as it gets. I think one of our uh, one of the best looking real ass paints. I love how that's how we talk about it now. Like <laughs> we sound like the biggest degenerate morons. Yeah, just like Neanderthal <laughs> can't even like I, come I, up I, with. Did you hear what I just came out of my mouth? This is one of our best real ass paints. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? If you if you've never listened to the show, you would probably tune out immediately and be like, "Is this guy okay? Is yeah, he special? Like, is, like, is, is Nick co-hosting with a slow adult?" <laughs> oh man! So um, Kylie also, if you go to her page, she does commissions, and she also um, has special. Uh, especially created enamel pins that she has created and made. Oh yeah, um, look at herself. those. Check so, that I mean, they're, out. They're, I mean, beautiful, beautiful work. Available for pre-order September 25th. So check out 
at Kylie, K-Y-L-E-E, Ann Arts on Instagram, K-Y-L-E-E-A-N-N-A-R-T, not arts, art on Instagram. Well, um, I, I always try to call out if the particular creator has any sort of shop or they do commissions. So this is one that does do commissions. Um, beautiful work. And it looks like, I mean, I'm on her page cause, uh, Nick was, and she deserves to have more stuff shown off, but it looks like, I don't know if she took inspiration from, uh, that Jake Bartok guy we we've talked about, or I featured a few yeah. times. He did like a, a, a medieval or a fantasy play on star Wars. It looks like she picked up on that. And she did a, a Rex that looks really fucking cool. He's got like some badass eye, uh, like war paint <laughs> on. The Commander Wolf that almost looks like a Stark from Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's Nuts. awesome looking too. She's yeah. got a Mando. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful art. I mean, who the fuck knows the style? We're never going to learn that type of shit. We just know what, what looks awesome, and this is badass. So, uh, Kylie, if you listen, thanks for uh, following us, I guess. If you remember, please tag the account or use the hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Yes, beautiful work here by Kylie Ann. So well done. Next up for the top five, we have at Hixel at H I X X E L on Instagram. <laughs> I, I saw, I, I knew what shot this would be because, you know, I think Hixel's been featured before. Uh, the account doesn't post Star Wars that much, but I, I, I knew when I saw your lineup today that this would be the one yeah, from Hixel. I mean, it's is- because of that fucking face, right? It is, dude. That <laughs> face. So what we see here is is Darth Vader in the background, but he's uh, doing his good old force choke maneuver on a rebel soldier that may have been captured from the Tana Four, but who knows? <laughs> and the face of the rebel trooper, he's like on his knees. He's clearly in agony, and the face is nuts. It's like this crazy, like eyes wide, mouth open, aghast, and then out of the mouth you see the comic book bubble. <laughs> 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 Um, and that, that is really what, what the focus of the shot is and what made it, uh, a top fiver is just this, right. like, so what is this face? Okay. Like, how did so do I'll, I'll kind of give you some insights into this. I, I don't know the exact face, but I, we did learn through our discord. Uh, it was Spencer, I believe Spencer Baron or Baron's black series or whatever the fuck his account is. I forget. Uh, but he was showing us that a lot of the, uh, I think the figure arts WWE figureheads yeah. work really well on the, uh, rebel troopers body. <laughs> Cause he bought a bunch of stone cold Steve Austin faces that look equally as, as funny in the rebel helmet. Uh, because there's like, they're very animated cause they're wrestling faces. So they're like yeah, doing moves. Yeah. So they're, ah, their mouths are open. Uh, this one, I have no clue who this Joker's face <laughs> is. Uh, I'm going to assume it's from a Marvel legends character. Maybe, maybe a, a villain. See if he lets us, uh, but, but it works perfectly for, for the shot and getting force choked by Vader. And, and I'm, I'm one that I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan of, of, uh, toy photography that has a lot of uh, writing in it. Uh, I mean, sometimes people put their fucking watermark in a shot and it becomes the shot. Uh, I get wanting to protect your work, but putting big fucking like, Hey, this is me. Your yeah. eye is going to go right there. Uh, people are never going to see your art. They're only going to see your fucking name. Uh, but this one, I, I think the comic bubble is, is, is perfect. So yeah. Yeah. It, it achieves what he wanted it to. <laughs> And if you go through, if you go to his actual page and you click on this particular piece, he actually has two other variants of it. So okay, you, he yeah. has one where it's a rebel pilot and then one where it's an <laughs> imperial officer. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. So, 
I, I, I'm guessing it is probably Marvel Legends character head, but either way, it's it's funny as hell. I loved it. It is. Plus, dude, he uses Chris Tucker's character from the it, Fifth Element <laughs> as his as his avatar. So. Oh yeah, so very top-notch stuff here at H-I-X-X-E-L on Instagram. He's only got 716 followers, so let's boost the numbers up a little bit. See a little uptick. Uh, very creative work done here on this shot, so well done at Hixel on IG. Uh, last up here for the top five, we have an oh, excellent... fuck, I forgot re- it's a Haywood Pop breakdown. It I is, it's a Haywood Pop shot like, breakdown. Right, I we're think almost this out is of one here. Of- one of the ones, like the, the one I picked this week, I think is one of your best. I haven't it's, seen uh, it yet, so we'll see. Yeah. But uh, we have a scene recreation here from ESB, and this is at Lensamenen, L-E-N-S-A-M-E-N-A-N on Instagram. And what we see is is Luke and his father, his soon-to-be-known father, Darth Vader, crossing blades here. And you could see... It's in front of one of those those Bespin windows, and you could see outside the the eventual kind of you know open pit area that they're fighting yeah, in before it's right. Luke falls uh, down. Oh my God! Tones <laughs> left too. He would have liked that. Um, it's right before Daddy flings his son out the window and tries to kill exactly. him. Exactly. Yep. You so know. you can see uh, Vader's normal, normal parenting. Blades. Yeah. And this is, is this hyper real Luke or is this no, regular? No, that, that's like, a regular, that's the recently released uh, Dagobah or Bespin Luke, I guess. Bespin Luke, okay. Uh, yeah, and so. that may be the, the it's, it, I haven't gotten it yet, but th- this may be the Empire Vader as well. Okay, awesome. And I will so, tell you, for those of you that want to get super authentic on your lights for Vader, Vader's chest panel, like the two big buttons don't light up. The only lights that light up are on his belt, the green and the red, and then on his chest panel, it's the three slit lights, and they actually light up uh, randomly, like the top one could be going and the bottom one, uh, so they're not always on at the same time, but... But the red and the blue do not light up. They do not, at least not on my Hot Toys figure, and I usually take those as uh, canon as they get, so... Yeah, I was as close to real recreation. So, I mean, the shot itself is really well posed... It's really yeah, well. By the way, I'm not actually, shitting on the guy for making that choice. So okay. I'm just telling you out that there are some purists out there and I've had people comment like, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's like, go fuck yourself. It's like, I want it. Uh, it looks cool. Sorry. It, it <laughs> like, does, I really, I'm not going to lie. It does. They're lights. It makes sense. They should light up, but they, they don't. And I guess yeah. we could watch the movie to see if they do. But I typically take hot toys as a one-to-one replica of what you're going to get from a film. So there you go. Yep. And so the shot really has great posing. They're they're locked in with the sabers, but they're also locked in on each other with their gaze. Yeah. With their, you know, staring deep into you know each other's face as they battle. It's like a uh, it's like a fighter weigh in almost, right? Where where, yeah. where they they get up and they're looking at each other, getting ready to to punch each other's faces out. Yeah. A nice solid stare down for sure. And uh, then we see you can see Vader's kind of got his his hand his his uh, non saber hand. Already starting, you know, in the force grip, getting ready to start flinging yep. shit at his son down yep. this hallway. Um, I just thought it was lit really well, kind of dark lighting. You get the reflection of the sabers off of both characters, especially in Vader's helmet. You see both the red and the blue. So well done there on, on that. He was just trying to introduce him to dodgeball, right? <laughs> if you can't dodge the force, you can't dodge a ball. 
Yeah, exactly. If you can dodge this huge you say? If pillar you, <laughs> that I'm throwing at you, you can dodge a ball. If you, how'd they train him? He threw these throwing wrenches at him. Throwing wrenches, yeah. <laughs> if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge Hell a ball. yeah. Uh, I, I do. Uh, uh, lens uh, Menon, uh, they, they always use kind of a darker tone and then they, they, they soft proof it. At least that's what okay. I'm calling this because the image kind of has a, a, a tone to it, right? Where, where yeah. like some of the dark darks have a little lightness to it that I call it soft proofing because that is what it's called on my app. <laughs> so okay, I don't know if it's real go. or not, uh, but typically if I want a shot to have that tone, I will add a little soft proofing to it. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Lensa Menon, as he has it on his page, uh, 809 followers. So again, another, a low follower account. So hopefully he gets a little bit of a boost here from Malaysia. I mean, we have artists from all over in this top five, uh, Hixels from France. Uh, you know, we have Lensa, uh, Lensa Menon. Hey man, I, I'm not going to lie. We tend to get most of our, our new taggers, this, that, and the other thing from, not the United States. No, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, Indo- we're huge in Indonesia. Huge. Nice. I don't huge. know why, but I'm glad they're <laughs> enjoying the show and yeah, enjoying got, the got account. Some, so. some French followers. Yeah. Uh, where, where's our buddy Lima from? Is he? He's in the Philippines. Lima's in the Philippines, so. and then Tones is in the UK. Yeah, we got, and we got I know a UK. lot of the other toy photographers that we feature from the UK as well. We have uh, Brazil. We've featured people from Brazil, from Spain, from all over Russia, like it been from a lot of different countries. So I appreciate the global reach of the, of the star Wars time show Instagram there account. Go. Um, and that brings us to the end of the top five. But as you mentioned, Matt, this is a Haywood pop shop. Breakout all right, of the here week. we go. I'm going to do the scroll. Dude, I'm going to tell you like, oh, this, all right. Yeah. You're not going to get I much bitching out of this. Love this shot because there's so much happening in it. So what we're this, looking this at for was those like, of you, this is one of my more intense post-processing shots, if you will. Okay, so tell us what we're seeing All right, here. So we're, we're, we're looking at this. what the what the fuck's this guy's name? Commander Pyre. Yeah, we're looking at the Black Series Commander Pyre, the Golden Boy. It's actually a pretty slick-looking First Order trooper, just because he's all gold with the black accents. Uh, but he's kind of posed in a way where he's getting ready to take a knee. You see him, he's, he's shooting up at something that that's off camera and that something is also shooting at him. So, uh, to me, he, he, he's getting attacked from above, like a gunship's coming in, just blasting at him down on the ground. Uh, the way this shot was taken was, uh, I believe his back ankle would have been tied to a wire, you know, using the, the, the Sir Dork method. Uh, the explosions are real, but I believe this is a combination of, of three successive shots during one crackling ball blowing up. I just, uh, kind of stitched them all together to get more of the explosion particles in there. Uh, the dust coming up, that's, that's practical as well. Uh, I can tell you right now, outside of blaster bolts and lightsaber effects, I don't fuck off. I try <laughs> to capture as much as I can in frame when I shoot because I hate doing the post-processing. Now the blaster bullets, it's just some random fucking JPEG file. I uh, just use a different blending mode. 
I think screen, if you will, those of you that are using photo editors, I think it went with a screen blending mode. But the trick here, and my stunt buddy was the one that told me to do this because, you know, everything I do, he thinks fucking blows. <laughs> so if he's going to help me on something, he's going to try to line or set it up the best way he can. But notice how I changed the size of the blaster bolts. So the ones further away from the subject are smaller Yep. to create a, a sense of depth, depth uh, yes. where the ones closer to cam or focus are larger. And if you really want to see some of the ridiculous things I'll do with a shot because I listen to other people, I even have the blaster bolt on his bent leg reflecting off of his armor. Um, I typically do not want yeah, to put this level of work into my shots like post-processing, <laughs> but it's one of the shots that led to my account kind of getting some juice for six or seven weeks uh it got featured on a loom cube lit by loom weekly recap segment there we go uh so yeah th this is gonna be a hard one for me to shit on uh now is this something i could go do again did i have this vision when i uh, shot this guy absolutely not i went outside and i was like oh fuck pyre all right plopped him on my table I was like, I got some fucking fireworks. I'll bend his legs this way. Bend. Okay, fuck it. Good enough. Get some wire. Poke it in. Here we go. Now I'll light up the, the, the firework, and hopefully the firework will sell the shitty pose. I mean, and I got it lucky. sells it. Beauty. I mean, like this, like I said, this may be one of my favorite shots that you've ever done, but I mean, that the one breakdown that you did a couple of weeks ago, I think with the Palpatine shadows, I was up there uh, as well. But I mean, this is just like, this is like top tier kind of photography. Like this well, is beautiful. Well, thank you, good work. sir. I don't, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a compliment. Uh, and it is, it, it is one of my better shots. But the problem with me when I look at this, it's like, well, why, why haven't I done something like this again? Why can't I get that, that thinking? Why won't my lazy ass go out to the table and just see what happens? I, I'm, I've realized I'm never going to be uh, one of the master planners, builders, dio makers, you know, the Jason B. Michaels, the, the, the plastic actions, these guys, uh, nose reins work more or less blacks building these insane sets to shoot. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, maybe when my, my daughter's older and she literally wants nothing to do with me and I'm just sitting down, scratching my balls in the basement, maybe I'll start uh, pushing myself again and getting out there and sucking it up. Like, no, you're going to go shoot and you're going to try this. You're going to do that and this. Maybe we'll get some more of these dynamic shots, but I, I just, I haven't done something dynamic like this in probably almost a year. And it, it, it when I see this shot, while I do appreciate it, it, it kind of bums me out because I feel like I've, I've lost some of the juice to, to try this shit out. Yeah. It might just take, like you said, a little bit of extra time that you may have eventually. If Charlie ever goes back to proper school, you may have a little bit of that, but yeah, it's just, man. it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a conundrum at this point. She's four. We've been together for months now. I, I want to try to maximize that time with her before, you know, five and then six. And before you know it, she, she's gone. She's like, daddy's a loser. Yeah, exactly. I sit by daddy. Right. <laughs> but it, it's, it has limited my, my time to just get out and like, all right, I got two or three hours to do whatever. Instead of playing a game, I'm going to grab my background material, my light box and my, just some fucking figures, throw them in a box. Hopefully I have the right accessories and let's just see what I can do on the table. Like there's, there's no, no planning in the shots outside of, can I get out and shoot? Yep. 
Ah, <sighs> man. So there we go. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. Bum me out because now I feel like I need to, to do something <laughs> solid. Like I need to do something dynamic again, something actiony. And, and really, where I live, Nick, I, I'm just the more I talk about, it, I'm just pissing the time away because it's going to get colder and colder to the point where I'm definitely not going to take my fat ass out in the cold. Then you got to get those snow shots. You got to get those Ilum recreation shots go. with the go. Mando and baby stuff. Yeah, I, I could finally shoot that s- snow speeder I've had for two months doing nothing with or luke yeah. and his hoth pilot gear that i've done nothing with so that's that good good pick nick this one didn't really depress me uh maybe it'll even give me a little motivation and, and thank you to those in the live stream uh this segment again isn't to uh, uh kind of stroke my ego uh it's more for me to shit on myself because that's what i like to do yeah, Matt's more of a self-deprecator than a self And one of these days, <laughs> I know last week I said I'd get the graphic out to solicit shots for those of you who want to, to submit a shot for me to do essentially what I just did with my own shot. Uh, so that's my goal this week, to get that posted on Instagram. Uh, so uh, those of you, if you're up for it, I- I'm not going to just take your shots and shit on them to shit on them. Uh, but if there's something a little wonky I see in it, I'll, I'll point it out. Or if there's something great, I'll point it out. So stay tuned to the at Star Wars Time Show account on Instagram. There we but go. that's it, buddy. We're, we're hitting the three-hour mark. The fucking quarters my, are run out. The show is my over. My puppy's here. My puppy's telling me to get off the camera. I see it. I see it. Nick's hairy family, the animal family throughout the show has been coming in to save him. Yeah. It's as if like he's been locked in a room at gunpoint to do this show with me. That's it, sometimes they feel like that. They're like, "Daddy <laughs> is not paying attention to me." Oh, Daddy, I know. Why? I know. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, while, while Nick's making out with his dog, let's go ahead and put episode one twenty eight to bed. It is time for the dance. Give me a little shimmy. Give me a little shaking. And why are we doing this? I don't know. I just like the exercise. I'm trying to get more uh, miles on my watch. I'm trying to get more activity. But in all seriousness, we're doing it for StarWarsTime.net. Yay! That is our home on the internet. That's where you can go and find all of our content, which isn't much these days because there's not a ton of stuff uh, riffing around. They're uh, coming out for the Star Wars universe. But that's going to change come October. You know, every Friday I'll be doing at least two videos for uh, Mando episode breakdowns. Uh, There's probably going to be more information as the uh, world starts to open up a bit more. Uh, And at this point, place in the united at this point in the united states as nick said last week the virus is gone uh we've we've all or i'm not speaking for myself i'm just speaking for holy shit i will go, go check, check on that, that nick I'll, I'll close the show i don't know if anyone heard that but something huge just fell in nick's house um so anyways we do the dance to remind you about StarWarsTime.net. That's where you can go and uh, check out some of the posts we get out there. A lot of the topics we'll be talking about on the show is on the site. But more importantly, you can get to the site and subscribe to our podcasts. Yes, we are on damn near every platform you can listen to podcasts on. So if you are new, we'd really appreciate a sub. But more importantly, if you're new or old or just lazy and old, We'd really love to get a rating and review on your podcasting platform of choice. If you are more into the live streams, you can also reach our YouTube channel from StarWarsTime.net over here on the sidebar. Just hit the subscribe button and get to it. Once you're subbed up, make sure to watch the videos. Like the videos. It's huge. Click that little thumbs up. Comment if you feel like it. And then pass it on. 
got to pass it on. It's all about spreading the word of the Star Wars Time Show. And why? Well, there's always time for Star Wars Time. I know this. Wherever Nick is, he knows this. And the Star Wars Time Show fando assholes know this as well. So if you are new, hopefully you stick around and join in on the fun. Or on the disaster that is the Star Wars Time Show. And besides, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. Always.